When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. Those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd miss forever. It's back and waiting for you. Hello and welcome to the Oxventure D&D podcast. It is a podcast where we listen to episodes of Oxventure and talk about them. I'm your host, Jane. I'm also here. I'm Andy, co-host, I guess. And I'm not playing anyone this week because this week it's all about Mike and also about Luke and also about you, Andy. Yeah, it's about uh, Edvard and Barnaby going in a diving bell to the bottom of the river. That's right. It's Blades in the Dark, season two, episode three aka to the depths yeah yeah and it's, it's an exciting sort of uh i i quite like the idea of old-timey submersibles it's very it's like a an unexplored frontier in those kind of old adventure novels so you get like um people exploring through the dense jungle and uh trying to get to to the moon in a homemade rocket or going down to the bottom of the ocean in a home in like stuff that was like objectively not technologically advanced enough to do it mm terrifyingly so i can't believe you recorded this session before the ocean gate sub killed all those millionaires well billionaires. yeah i don't think we probably i doubt we would have done it afterwards it would have seemed you import, you poor taste yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah maybe maybe yeah but it's like when when they first um people started theorizing that you could go to the moon yes like a, a lot of people were like um with no understanding of the science behind it were like Man, I'm I'm going I'm I want to be the I want to be the person you put in the in the moon gun and fire at the moon. Uh-huh. I I imagine that's the sort of same sense of adventure that uh, at least Edvard brings to this. Barnaby's just sort of like does it have a bar? Barnaby is the billionaire who wants to have bragging rights to say I've been to the bottom of the ocean in I don't know if Barnaby is. I think Barnaby would rather just like if there's a, like a nice bar at the bottom of the ocean he'd be like fine. Okay. You know, I'll okay. go down there for that. Okay. But if they're just like, well, what what's the point of going down there? And it's like, well, you know, to experience the wonder of nature, it'd be like, eh, pass. You think he's too lazy, too louche to be well, lazy, just like seeking bragging rights. Yeah, just like I'm sure he could have a better time with a fine bottle of brandy. I see. Well, you take brandy to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, it's probably part of the uh, survival kit, right? Yeah, yeah. It's for reviving you when you get crushed at a depth of like four miles. <laughs> They'll need a little more than brandy. They didn't know. Atomized. Yeah. They didn't know, old timey submariners. Yeah, true. I I mean they probably did know. Yeah. So So how are you doing this week? Yeah, good. Um I've mostly been playing um the RPG Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which comes out today on uh, the day this podcast comes out. It's uh it's great. 
about 50 hours in. Loving it. It's weird. Well, Andy played some of it for us, for me and Mike. You can go and see that at youtube.com slash outside Xbox. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had a lovely time watching Andy enjoy himself. Run around in Hawaii doing yeah. weird stuff. It's also got an Animal Crossing mini game, which I'm going to show you. I know. I mean, that's what I'm mostly in it for. Some of that. You're going to help me sort out my trash island. My Animal Crossing fix. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Right now, my island is like a a urinal block, Mm. like a block of urinals. Um, I've got a phone booth, a vending machine, and a sort of market stall thing in the middle of in the town plaza, all sort of arranged haphazardly. So it's a slightly gritty parody of Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. On yeah a, Hawaiian, a, a sort of offshore Hawaiian mini island. Yeah, I think they're all assets from the actual game from like the Camarocho okay. district of Tokyo. So you right. can just plonk all this like all this stuff down. Mm. Also, you can like craft things like espresso machines and arcade cabinets as long as you okay. found enough like circuit boards and uh, bits of metal. You can just hammer those together with a hammer. And then you're like, yeah, there you go. Espresso machine. Job done. It's also unlike Animal Crossing in um, the uh, pirates keep turning up on your island and trying to kill you with hammers, which I think is something that Animal Crossing is actually missing. Well, there is a pirate that keeps turning up on my Animal Crossing island, but he's like a cute seagull. Right. Does he try to kill you with a hammer? No, not so far. He does send me, he send me, he sends me artifacts from around the world right. to say thank you for rescuing him. So it's kind of, kind of a different deal. Yeah. D- different energy, I think. <laughs> I'm on the beach, like smashing these guys' heads in with a baseball bat. Oh no. But then they drop Don Doko bucks, which is what you need to level up your island. So To buy, to make more espresso machines or something. Yeah. There is a lighthouse on the island. That's pretty cool. Okay. You can get that in Animal Crossing, honey. You can get like a miniature. Yeah, miniature. This a is miniature lighthouse. This is, yeah. this is good Animal Crossing talk. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I love it. Let's make this an Animal Crossing an podcast. Animal Crossing Honestly, podcast. if anyone wants an Animal Crossing podcast, I'll do it. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> I'll do it. Don't test me. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I'll totally do it. Oh my God. What if I, what if I had an Animal Crossing podcast? Yeah. I mean, all the, the six or seven people who still play it would absolutely listen. <laughs> Fine, fine. My dreams dashed once more. <laughs> uh, I started, um, sorry, I, I lit a candle just before we started recording, just for the cosy vibes, made yeah. a cup of tea, lit a candle. Actually, you got me this candle. Can you see it? Hang on. Uh, I can't see it, no. There we go. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah. Oh, that looks great. That looks great. How does it smell? It smells like wood smoke. It's it's designed to smell like a, a roaring fire. Mm. And it does. Great cosy yeah. vibes. You've got... A, you've got Jane, you can't see this, but she's got a cup of a hot drink, but she's holding it in the coziest way, which is with both yeah, yeah. hands. Yeah, which is with both hands, with yeah. my fingers looped through the uh, through the handle. Through the handle. Yeah. It's it's a cozy vibe. A cozy vibe. You can also probably see that I've got some lingering birthday balloons. Oh yeah, some like helium balloons cool. <laughs> from. They're really hanging on in there. I mean, look at them. You can't you can't get rid of them. Yeah. So they they're going to be hanging around all year, I believe. I'd be interested to know how long they do last. Right. Well, do you know what? One of them broke free. So there's a little a cluster of birthday balloons, like shiny mm. foil birthday balloons behind me. One of them, I didn't break free. I cut it. I cut it loose because you know when when helium balloons kind of lose their pep and they kind of like start to sink. Why? But if you yeah, why do they do that? Because the the, the, the helium is gradually leaking out of the um the the balloon. How is know? it? But it, is it not airtight? A balloon. Well, you think like, it through, would be through, right through the membrane of the actual foil, like. Whoa. Yeah. You can go through that? Yeah, because matter is mostly space, Andy. Damn. So 
sooner or later it sort of gets out through the through the tiny holes in what the if, membrane of what the if all the gases what? in my body go out through my membranes <laughs> well you'll surely die deflate. is that why is that why people get old they sort yeah, of deflate the, a bit it's the gases escaping if you look at an old person it's like a deflated young person oh god this is this is a theory if this yeah. was a 17th century i would be it would be a working theory it would be yeah, accredited yeah, yeah. It would be the, the leading theory yeah. on ageing in people. Yeah. So anyway, this balloon started to sink. I cut its ribbon off because that's how you make them float again. You take the weight off, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. And, but it had the perfect neutral buoyancy so that it just kind of like floated neutrally at sort of head height. Yeah. And because it had completely neutral buoyancy and was tied to nothing, it, it kind of drifts everywhere um, just neutrally mm-hmm. as as guided along by minute air currents wow okay but the creepy thing about this is that it just sometimes kind of wanders into the room into you're the in. room <laughs> it's you're just in. like hi like, while you're trying to have what's, a bath what's going on in here then yeah setting and, off your um, ring cam like yeah oh, there's someone in your living room and it sort of moves in a very very slow like slightly eerie way like and an i went it, up like an it follows like an it follows and i went upstairs to brush my teeth mm-hmm. um before bed and it sort of shuffled into the bathroom behind me. <laughs> What's going on <laughs> like, in here? Yeah. So what, are, what are we doing? I'm up for anything. So that's that's the fun adventures of my loose birthday balloon. Do you want to see the candle I've um, got? Yes, please. Oh, it's not lit at the moment, but it's this. <gasps> right, and it's the... Uh, Dang. It's the coffin from the Haunted like, Mansion at Disneyland. I mean, it's like a sarcophagus. Yeah. And there's, you know, when you go past yeah. and the lid is going up and down, the guy's like, Come yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's a candle version of that and it has a couple of wicks. Oh, so that's cool. It's got a kind of lid on it, which is like the lid of the sarcophagus. And then inside it is like a double wick candle. Yeah, what does it some, smell of? Like the dead? It's a sort of slightly musty, mm. like a, like a, you would expect in a Haunted Mansion. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give you some lid foley Mus- while I put it back on. Musty and musky. Thank you. All right. Nice. Good candle comparison. Yeah, good, what good else? Candle chat. What else is on the agenda? Oh, um, are you watching? Are you watching True Detective? No, I'm not. Um, what's it on? I think you would like it. Oh, Sky Atlantic. Oh my. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's probably not on one of the streaming services you're already using. You'll probably need to go and sign up for something. And I'm not... I'm not advocating for Sky specifically because yeah. who cares? But True Detective itself is very good and very creepy, and I think I okay, think you yeah, it sounds it. like something I enjoy. I just um, powered through all of The Brother's Son on Netflix, which I enjoyed, mm. um, which has Michelle Yeoh in it. That was the sort of the initial draw. Love that. It's a, yep. Yeah, it's a it's a fun story about these two brothers who've been separated almost their whole lives, and one of them is um, a sort of triad red pole in Taiwan and the other has no idea of his family's criminal background and he's a medical student who does improv in California. Does in he have like innate kung fu powers that he discovers? Oh maybe no. don't tell me that. Maybe no, no, he's just that. a he's just a regular guy oh. who enjoys improv comedy. Okay. Um <laughs> really yeah. hashtag relatable. Yeah. Okay. But no, it's um I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the show, All the right. dynamics, well, I, the setting. I will get into that. And in turn, may I heartily recommend to you, Andy specifically, and anyone else listening who, who's into this kind of thing, True Detective, the, the new season that's currently coming out week at a time, is like the thing crossed with, well, crossed with Jodie Foster, yeah, actually. Detective. But the yeah. the director said that she, was it the director or the showrunner? They said they were like, 
a huge fan of The Thing mm-hmm. and a huge fan of Silence of the Lambs. And they're like, what yes, if I could do a sort of a horror ser- horror drama series set in an Arctic research station? And also Jodie Foster is sometimes there. So Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm sure. Like it. I'm sure once it finishes its, its initial run, I can just pick it up on DVD. Yeah. I'm quite enjoying getting things yeah. on physical media now, okay? Because they always disappear from streaming services, and it's just nice to yeah. actually be able to access them when I want to. Mm. I like that. Mm. All right, fine. That's fine. We won't be able to have a conversation about it until it comes out on Blu-ray. Oh, man. All that, right, fine. I'll see if I can. I'll fine. see if I can purchase it somewhere else digitally. Okay, fine. Right. Anything else before we get into Blades in the Dark, Season 2, Episode 3, To the Depths? Uh, no, I would like to listen to it. Let's go. You would like to? All right, yeah. let's listen. All right. Enjoy, everybody. Hello, and welcome back to Oxventure Presents Blades in the Dark. I'm Luke Westaway, the GM, and I'm joined by... Is that Edvard I see before me? Oh, too kind, too kind. I do get recognised often because... Uh, my face used to appear on the uh, on the packets of, of Lumiere brand uh, cough syrups. How many places was that sold? It was just just the one place, and they did have to stop selling it because of the uh, extraordinary amount of cocaine that was in it. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't see what everyone's problem was. No one was coughing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone had bigger problems than coughing. Honestly, an absolute storm in a teacup. <laughs> and doubtless enjoying such recreational <laughs> um, medicines is Barnaby. Hello! Yes, Barnaby the Butcher, Fortescue the Third at your service. Better watch out. Don't want to get butched. <laughs> and absolutely wonderful user feedback is all I'll say. <laughs> I can confirm. Really Moorish. I gave it six stars out of five, but I was quite incoherent at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, um, we find Edvard and Barnaby uh, having a discussion about this um, failed medicine. Not failed, tactically withdrawn from the market. I told you, I don't have any more bottles. Come on, you've got to help me here. I really need this stuff. (laughs) I was made to destroy them. By the authorities, <laughs> old man. You must I dumped squirrelled some away. I know you, Edvard. I dumped quite a lot of it into the pond in the park, probably. Right. Well, I'll the see water. you there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is why all those fish died. Mm. So you're saying I could eat the fish flesh, and perhaps I would get some of the effect. Oh, this is a while ago. If the if the fish bodies are Terrible. still there, I doubt they're good eating, old man. <laughs> okay. Before you tell me where this conversation um, about your miracle elixir is taking place, cocaine, uh, wine, Edvard and <laughs> for <Harvey>. tax purposes, <laughs> <laughs> what what have you been doing since we last saw you? What are your two downtime activities each? What's mm. our uh, what's our heat actually? Our heat at? Your heat is enormous. Um, oh, really? Really? But yeah. Z- Zilla and Casimir said it went very well. They told um, us. Mm. Well, I stopped yeah. listening immediately, but I assumed it. Went well. well. They, it did go well. I said, how did ejected. it go? And they went, fine. And then <laughs> they stormed off. Your heat is at two. Your wanted level uh, is at two. So you, you've only got you've only actually got two heat. So oh, okay. Loads. That's definitely more heat than we'd like, though, right? Yeah, let me what try and that? let me try and reduce that that heat. Yeah, sure. Are we trying to are we trying to still make a fuss or are we not trying to make a fuss anymore? I suppose. Um, can... I think at this point we have some leads now. Yeah, you do mm. have some leads. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, I think you're okay to like reduce the heat a little bit. Uh, okay, um, say how you reduce heat, um, Edvard, and roll your 
and roll whatever that action is, and then we reduce heat according to the result level. Um, I notice there are some uh, some wanted posters around with some uh, not particularly close likenesses to the group, but you could probably figure it out um, if you knew us well. So I go around and I find every wanted poster I can find, and I add uh, mustaches to everyone except my character, for whom I erase a mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. They can never yeah. get the nose right. Uh, yeah, cool. So um, whatever role you think that is. Finesse, probably. Yep. I'd say. Yes. <laughs> oh no, it's a one and a two. So. <laughs> okay, well that means you clear one heat. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, not not, yeah. not, not without not nothing. Um And your second downtime activity? Uh, I would probably reduce some stress. I feel like... Yeah, indulge that vice. Uh, so yeah. roll dice equal to your lowest attribute and clear stress equal to your highest die result. Yeah, so my lowest number is three. You uh, you indulge your vice, which is what... Remind me what your vice is, Edvard? Cocaine wine. Of course. <laughs> no, it's um, it's weird. So um, I find an old uh, an old antiques shop down a um, an old alleyway in the, uh, the east end of the city. And I go through there and I... Um, I hear a, a you lick clocks or something. No, well, I, I go through the sort of the old occult memorabilia, looking for anything that interests me. And there's a sort of wizened monkey's paw there, um, <laughs> which I purchase and I take home. And I make some unwise um, uh, proclamations. You know, oh, I wish, uh, I wish that Barnaby would uh, have an interesting day. You know, things like that. And yeah. then, uh, and then, you know, all sorts of chaos so happens. And then yeah, and then I take the uh, I, I took it back, but the um, the shop had disappeared, and there was just a sort of a f- flat wall where it used to be. Um, but I did find that quite interesting and invigorating, so it sort of uh, it made me feel better. Although Barnaby, it, t- it sounded like you had a terrible day. Yeah, interesting I though. A, I developed a terrible cough. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting though, wasn't it? Yeah, so you it can't say that you can't say that it was a lie. No. Yeah. Well, maybe Barnaby has more interesting days ahead. Let's <laughs> let's find out. Uh, okay, so yeah, you cleared some stress there, Edvard. Uh, three stress. Barnaby, what are your two downtime activities? Uh, well, again, it seems sensible to try and reduce a bit of heat, doesn't it? Um, yep. So probably I'll do that. Cool. The crew currently only has one heat now. Um, mm. To reduce your heat any further, you'd have to reduce a wanted level, and I'm pretty sure the only way to reduce a wanted level is for someone to go to prison. <laughs> right. Um, Not going to. Well, but does it have to be part of the crew? Because <laughs> you sent someone else to prison. Yeah. yeah. I what I was thinking. What I was thinking was perhaps uh, I could persuade one of my more gullible school friends um, <laughs> to go to prison for to, no, no, just to perform an ex- extremely big crime and claim to be the mastermind of the hobby horses. And I this can, is such a good idea. I can I just pay him off later on, probably. Yes, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Um, what what do I need to roll? Let's say your wanted level comes down by one because. Mm-hmm. I love this idea. Okay, so you've sent an old school friend to jail. Yeah. Uh, they claim to be the leader of the hobby horses, and it does indeed take the heat off the mm-hmm. gang, uh, you know, to a, to a fairly significant degree. Ultimately, it will be discovered that, um, that you know, that they are in fact just a, a posh idiot who, for yeah. reasons unknown, has confessed <laughs> to a crime. Um, let's say that costs two coin. Okay, that's reduced the uh, reduced the gang's coffers uh, great. a little bit. But but yeah, great great use. I'll tell you what as well, like because 
if it's all right with you, Barnaby, I'd like to make that both of your downtime actions. That's fine, yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Now, I believe there was a conversation occurring about cocaine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Where is this conversation taking place? Probably in the in the hideout, right? That's the only mm. place I that's the only place I would be that that Edvard would ever be be seen. Well, I'm by the fireplace in the library, just going through some tomes. Well, uh, it is a couple of days since um, Casimir and Zilla made their shocking discovery, uh, which you will remember, of course, that the group that you were pursuing has a name, and the name is the Brightstone Society for Analytical Alchemistry, and had some kind of construction contract with none other than Amadeus Astor's. Um, known. Of course it was Astor! Mm-hmm. Who else could have been behind a plan of this evil, of this <laughs> dastardly like, machinations? You're right, Edvard. He's terribly organised and rather on top of his business, isn't he? I'm, quite, I'm starting to admire the guy, actually. I angrily throw my whiskey tumbler into the fire. <laughs> it goes, now you're wasting whiskey! What's wrong with you, man? It goes, <laughs> and you momentarily think you may have summoned an evil spirit because a moment after throwing, after the woof, there's a uh, oh, no, the not again. Mm. Yeah. Not this again. Mm. Lilith! Lilith, can you get that? Um, Bizarrely, you two are the only ones in the house. Everyone else is out on an important adventure, probably. Oh, my. Don't you have some sort of extending hand that can go and open the door for us? Barnaby, what if it's some rum sorts? Well, they might, they might have brought rum, which would be an improvement, <laughs> given that you've just thrown your whiskey in the fire. But what if they're here to rough us up? I've read about these crime people. They come into your house and they rough you up. Oh, fine. Fine. Look, it's, it'll be fine. Don't you worry. Don't be so dramatic. I go right, and open well, the door. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, I shift behind the chair. <laughs> at, at the door is a, uh, a, a diminutive man, Barnaby, who you have never seen before. Uh, hello. Can you help me? Uh, uh, yes, quite possibly. I am... Uh, a laser sight appears on the man's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Is an extending hand about to swing yeah. from across the I'm about to cock the extending hand. <laughs> Boxing glove. Uh, he is accompanied by two uh, very burly-looking uh, bodyguards. Uh, one of them spots this uh, laser sight and very matter-of-factly just moves in front of, uh, of, the, of the small man. I turn the dial so it says three, and it sort of... <laughs> it pans out. Like the, the diminutive person um, spotting this pops, pops out from behind the bodyguard and says, I was, um, I was looking for... Uh, Mr. Edvard, besides, I see that he clearly is at home. Uh, <laughs> this looks like one of his interventions. I've Edvard, out. some friends of yours have just arrived. Do you want to take care of this? And I, I, drop, a sm- I drop a smoke bomb. <laughs> and uh, I cover myself in books. <laughs> the gentlemen at the door wait patiently for the smoke to dissipate. I'm strolling back to the library, entirely disinterested in whether they're following me or not. Okay, fine. Uh, well, seeing as the door's open, uh, uh, yeah, I suppose uh, Roth, for so it is, saunters in. I so yeah. rarely answer the door, I don't realise that you actually have to shut it as well when yeah. people come in. Uh, Roth, you remember, Edvard, from as the person you blow-darted uh-huh. unconscious mm-hmm. in oh, yeah. Astor HQ, uh, stands looking around uh, in the library, looking at the different piles of books. I know one of these is you, Edvard. But I don't know which one. 
I'll just start kicking them until I find it. <laughs> uh, and he walks up to a pile of books and just starts kicking the books. He's wrecking the books. Hey! <laughs> oh, I struggle out of the pile of books. Stop kicking my books! What ah, is it you want, Roth? You, you. you scoundrel. You want another blow dart, do you, I say, screwing together my blow dart apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd rather not. The hangover from the last one was really quite severe. Uh, How's the dog? Have gone into league with Astor, <laughs> should you? Then. L- lie it's, down with dogs and you get fleas it's funny you mentioned my employer uh, he would like a word yes I imagine he probably would what does he want to steal more of my interventions no well guess what he, he really wants them. to meet with you yeah. in a public location you know I've, I've rather been looking forward to meeting Astor actually so whereabouts can we meet come along come along just by the office not in the office just nearby don't go, I don't go and meet him. He's my arch nemesis. Follow me, Barnaby. Edvard, you can come if you want. <laughs> I, I wear his picture in this locket around my neck as proof of my hatred for him. Well, perhaps you can leave with a lock of his hair or something. Come on. I don't want a lock of his hair. I want him to stop stealing my interventions and die in shame. Well... And be buried in a pauper's grave. <laughs> is that so much to us Roth brings out a little pocket watch and uh, <laughs> flicks it open and um, just says uh, we're at risk of being late for the appointment now uh, I did hope you would come quietly uh, and behind the two large burly gentlemen just sort of nonchalantly crack their knuckles You have, why, why should t- give me a good reason why I should go and meet with my most hated enemy you could steal some of his ideas instead. His ideas are already <laughs> stolen. They're not his ideas. You might have improved them and then you can re-steal them. It's, no. You would have made them worse, if anything. Hmm. Also, I probably shouldn't be explaining this plan in front of these three, should I really? No. Okay. Uh, Mr. Astor thought you might be reluctant to come along, Edvard. Um, so uh, he uh, empowered me to show you this. And he reaches into a pocket and he pulls out... The broken and dented, but unmistakable hand of the wonderful mechanical man. YWMM, what have you done to him, you swine? I say, lunging at the hand. (laughs) Ah, 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 He puts it back in his pocket. Roth, you diabolical. As I say, my employer would like to have a friendly conversation in neutral space. Fine. Do you agree? Yes, I will come along. Let me just get my things, I say. And I will come also. I return with uh, two valises <laughs> clearly brimming with poisons and weapons. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I think Rose is probably expecting something like this. Um, this the, the, the bouncers actually help carry the valises. Okay. Smash cut to uh, you have been taken to um, an upscale coffee house. It looks onto a broad square. On the other side of this square is Astor HQ. Um, you remember it very clearly, Edvard. You've been inside it. In fact, in fact, you've jumped out the window of the back of it yeah. down into the river uh, upon which it faces, being as it is a, a large rectangular building uh, built into a cliff overlooking the Volis River. Barnaby, you know of it. Obviously, it's a, a landmark in Volisport, but you've, you've never had the pleasure of of being inside and so so across from this building uh, across the plaza waiting for you is this upscale coffee house uh, the place has been completely cleared out um, for this meeting security uh, folks wait uh, on the out- outside door they do pat you down and take the valises I'm afraid My valises 
<laughs> your releases will be releases upon your exit, <laughs> says one of them who clearly fancied himself a comedian and didn't want to go into this line of work at all. <laughs> you are led inside um, where on one side of a, a booth sits your hated rival Edvard, uh, Amadeus Astor, uh, who looks up, uh, nods in acknowledgement to both of you and gestures you sit down opposite him. Well, I'm not sitting down until I've had a coffee, so mm. I'm going to go over and get a coffee. Yes, um, he, he, he gestures over to, uh, to, to someone who's working there. It's the, the only person. It looks like the owner. And they look mm-hmm. a little nervous. He just sort of gestures and points at you both, um, and immediately coffees are brought over. It's delicious. Yep. It's great coffee. Don't drink it, Barnaby. It could be poison. Mm, yes, but I'm going to need to ask to could we um, could we Irish up this coffee, please, if you catch my meaning. He's probably already poisoned it up, Astored it up. That's what I call it. Astor raises his eyebrows, but again makes a, another gesture and a a bottle of something that Barnaby, even at this distance, you can discern is very fine. Is liberally topped up. And now Don't drink we... it, Barnaby. It's paid for with dirty money. But that's very all well and good, Edvard. But I'm also I'm also going to need to Cuban up this coffee as well. Yeah. Please, if you catch my meaning. Astor raises his hand again, and um, a box of extremely fine cigars, which <laughs> everyone in the room is taking to be your meaning, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like opens the box. He also has a bottle of rum and yes. he's like seems unsure so he puts a I cigar I pointed both yeah yeah he puts a lit cigar into the coffee <laughs> yeah fine that kind yeah. of hisses faintly Ireland and Cuba are mm. areas of the city are they are they yes I think so yeah yeah mm. they're famous, both famous uh, districts they're both canon in Geth <laughs> Johnny's problem now <laughs> yeah uh, it is it is brought over to you mm-hmm. if you um want to drink it you can um Astor uh, sits back. Edvard, you remember your last meeting with Amadeus Astor and his unbearable smugness. Mm. I knocked him out with a single punch, Barnaby. Oh, really? Mm. Oh. Well, he's, um, yeah. he seems surprisingly friendly, given given your previous interaction. Well, he probably doesn't want another one, does he? I see. Today, Astor wears an expression that is no less condescending, but perhaps is a little less smug and maybe a little bit more serious. Uh, and he says... Um, Spit it out, man. Why have you dragged us all the way down here? To steal my idea, to steal the coat off my back, is it? You want the coat off? Fine! Fine, maybe I'll give you the coat off my back, you weasel idiot. I say, struggling out of my coat. Are you really giving him your coat? (laughs) (laughs) This is how he operates, Barnaby. You wouldn't know. I know a lot about losing coats. Honourable folk in your daily life. Well... And I throw it in his face. Astor takes <laughs> Happy it off. Happy now. Hands it off to a security detail. They take it. Um, it is taken. It is placed with the valises. Um, and smoothed out and kept nice for you. Edvard. Uh, how have you been? <laughs> I think Excuse he's me? speaking to you, Edvard. I <laughs> I thought we'd be fighting by now. What do you mean, how have I been? Been Edvard. consumed with rage over your shenanigans. <laughs> you dusted. Edvard, I uh, flatter myself that I have many gifts, but I am no brawler. You can put the dukes down. I've no doubt you would easily outmatch me in a, in a, in a contest of strength. 
Mm-hmm. I like how right. he flatters you so patronizingly. <laughs> I've brought you here to show you a few things, Edvard. Um, well, here's the first. He reaches under the table and pulls out the similarly busted up but unmistakable head of the wonderful mechanical man. My WMM! Its jaw hangs open. Uh, and it's he... a bit more of an MM now. Yeah. Than a, you know, a WMM. I think, yeah. unfortunately. He's still, he's still W to me, but... <laughs> <laughs> and he places it in front of him on the table. Um, Edvard, um, I was given this by... Steal this as well, are you? You rogue. <laughs> <laughs> this was a gift. A gift for me. Uh, making it, by the way, my legal property. It was given to me by um, Kelly of the Dimmer Sisters. Uh, those ghost-crazed old witches... Never did have an appraising eye for a, a true marvel, and this, uh, this really has the Lumiere stamp on it. Uh, quite literally, yeah, literally, I think. Yeah, he turns the head around, turn and around. there is, in fact, yeah. It's the same, pic- the same picture of me that was on the cocaine. Uh, <laughs> <drink>. <laughs> well, look, Astro, I'm sure that can be filed off with a little bit of elbow grease, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, I, really, I haven't introduced myself yet. Um, Amadeus Astor, uh, you are Mr... Uh, Barnaby Fortescue, lovely to meet you. Yes, big admirer of your work, actually. And and also the work of his that he claims you stole. Yeah. Fortescue? Correct, yeah. <laughs> he laughs as if at some private joke. And then turns to you, Edvard, and uh, and continues. Um, Edvard, uh, the assault on the Dimmer Sisters' mansion, uh, the theft of the Mistmire Ruby... I believe you were there as well that night, Mr. Fortescue. Um, you were yeah, seen at so. the opera. Don't tell him anything, Barnaby. We weren't there. We were out. Um... It was a wonderful night. I love the opera. It's fabulous. Yeah, we were Roth. out at the opera. <laughs> Roth. Uh, Roth sort of scurries over with a big uh, stack of documents and says, uh, uh, every one of these is a, a witness testimony of uh, you're both being there at the opera that night and a signed testimony from... Miss Kelly of the Dimmer Sisters, uh, that you were both trespassing on her mansion. Doesn't ring a bell. Astor <laughs> waves it away. He's not interested. It seems that wherever you two uh, go, ghosts and contraptions and chaos erupt. Um, and frankly, I don't care. Uh, the, he, he sort of raises an arm, uh, like in signal to some of the uh, um, security people. And across the plaza, distantly, you can hear bells begin to sound. Kind of like ding, 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 ding. They kind of sound like alarm bells, but they're quite far off. Like ding, 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 like one after another, and then a kind of siren is, is is going off. You can see across the way that people are starting to file out of Astor headquarters. Uh, they're sort of evacuating, kind of pulling into the the outside plaza. Astor turns to you and says, "No, no cause to alarm. No cause for alarm, gentlemen. It's a it's a precautionary measure in case of a suspected." gas leak. Anyway, to continue, I know Edvard, I know that you are one of the uh, hobby horses. Crime. Theft. Is that what we settled on, Barnaby? I think <laughs> doesn't so. Sound as, doesn't this sound as cool when he says it? Um, mm, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't I, I, sound as cool when your hated rival <laughs> says it to you. Yeah. I, uh... I'm a Volusport businessman. I know that crime, gang activity theft uh, is part of doing business here the flip side of the coin that lets me shall we say steal take opportunity steal. of creative <laughs> ways steal ip <laughs> of doing business and as i say i don't care but now 
Cornelius Bagshot has disappeared, a man with whom my peers and I had intimate dealings. And frankly, Edvard, I'm beginning to suspect that I know what you're after. And what exactly would that be, Astor, you rogue, you evil rogue? <laughs> you make you make him sound rogue. a lot cooler than he makes us sound. I'm just going to say that when you call him a uh, rogue, it sounds uh, sort of attractive. Well, okay, well, you talk yourself up then. Okay. I'm not doing all the work here, Barnaby. Fine, fine. We're brilliant, and yes, yes, we are both members of the Hobby Horses. Um, but what? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I say, trying to pick up the wonderful mechanical man head while <laughs> everyone's talking. Uh, Astor sees this happen and slides it over. Edvard, um, I'll be holding on to this. As I say, it is my legal property. Uh, he hands it off to a security person, says, um, have that broken apart and um, analysed. Have you broken apart and analysed? <laughs> <laughs> um, God, you make it very hard for me to switch back into not smiling. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> the Brightstone Society for Analytical Alchemistry. He simply says the words and scans both of your faces for a reaction. There is That's zero stony. reaction from me. Stony. Edvard, you are a singular inventor, but uh, you've never been a, a very convincing liar. Oh, I have. Here's one. Uh, Astor is good. <laughs> You raise, you, I think he is. I agree. You raise your eyebrows after you tell a lie. <laughs> <laughs> He's always one step ahead. <laughs> I know what you want. You want to find this group. Just want to ask them some questions. Some gentlemanly well, business dealings. You know the sort. Well, thank you, Edvard, for being into. honest with me at last. I know. Here's some honesty. You sir. Your eyebrows didn't move then. That's <laughs> what does this mean? Hey? Can't read. Can't read the unreadable. He's an enigma. Yeah. Edvard, please pay attention. He slams his hands on the table. Uh, you notice actually, um, for the first time, as he slams his hands down, that he has a he has a little ring uh, on one hand um, that is uh, emblazoned with um, uh, a little sort of figure uh, of a light bulb. We only catch it for a minute before he regains his composure and. Um, returns his hand to his lap and says, uh, I know what you want. I know you won't get anywhere without the contents of my personal safe in my office in that building over there. And he points to Astor HQ, a building that contains God knows how many other secrets. Yes, I time... discovered a few of them last time I was there, Astor, in fact. What do you mean? Well, quick, raise your eyebrows. <laughs> ah, a simple lie. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Edvard, time, I think, for a fresh start. Uh, and he makes another sort of waving gesture to some of his security who wave to someone unseen. By now, everyone out there, uh, all of, there's a huge crowd outside of Astro HQ as these alarms have been going on as, as the building is evacuated. And all of a sudden, the piece is shattered by an extremely loud series of explosions. It's like a rippling broadside like that and you see us you see a series of explosions along the bottom of astor headquarters oh no and the building goes and falls away from you 
and is completely sunk into the Volis River. Hooray! Bravo, bravo, Edvard. I mean, you've really excelled yourself this time. Certainly finally. better than a boxing glove on, a, on an extending stick. <laughs> I can't believe the wishing well finally came through. <laughs> that was a real last stitch effort there. Astor sort of stretches and he says, Do you know, I feel somehow lighter. You seem remarkably calm. <laughs> Your whole office just exploded. Mm, yeah. Come on, Astor, feel... what, are you, what are you trying to hide? Come on. Well, I suppose whatever I was trying to hide now lies at the bottom of the Volus River where you will never, ever ever be able to access it. So I feel somewhat lighter. Edvard, I wanted to show you this because I want to tell you something very serious. I don't want to hurt you, Edvard. Or your friend, Mr. Fortescue. Believe me, that's not how I prefer to do business, no matter what you might think. But I will not stand idly by and watch you pursue the course that I believe you are currently pursuing. I will not, sir, stand idly stand idly by and see you destroy the world. Destroy... Is that really our plan? I stop I've listening every, every time... We start planning. I just, I, I don't know. I just zone out. No, Barnaby, it's not the plan. Do we? Okay, right. Are you sure? Yes, we're to, save, we're to save the world. The opposite plan. Astor is standing up. He's like putting his coat on while he, while, while you have this little conversation between you. Uh, at, at that, Edvard, at you saying we're trying to save the world, he sort of shoots you both a look to try and see if you're serious or not. And he shakes his head. He says, we're leaving gives a clap and the whole retinue whoop, sort of swarms around him uh, and they move away and are gone and leave you there in the coffee house. You see what I mean Barnaby about <laughs> this absolute afternoon farmer of a man. He's got a flair for the dramatic though you've got to admit you know blowing up his entire building. When was the last time you blew up your entire building? Probably I mean I, would, I wouldn't do that so I'm not a cow-handed lover ward like that idiot. <laughs> it looked like a, a very, fairly precision operation to me, actually. I'm, I, 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 the, the man's growing in my estimation, honestly. <laughs> He's a vice admiral of the narrow seas, sir. <laughs> I would never allow such a charlatan rogue. Anyway, to... I, fr from what he was saying, it sounds like we need this thing in this safe, and it sounds like this safe is at the bottom of the... The bloody river. A blue coat sort of pops his head um, into the and said, "Oi, everyone out! This building's being evacuated." Oh, okay. Didn't you see? Astor HQ just just exploded. What happened? How did it explode? Uh, well, I had the pleasure of talking to one of uh, Mr. Astor's personal guard myself. It seems a uh, what an uh, honour. A, sus a suspected gas leak uh, is to blame. Uh, luckily, Mr. Astor's brilliant alarm uh, gas detection system seemed to be working flawlessly, and the entire staff was able to able to be safely evacuated with with no loss of life or, or injury he truly is a remarkable man i think so too yes yes i have a some credit remarks. to the city he is <laughs> anyway like um anyway out out we're uh, right, we, right, we've right, got to clear okay. this whole area fine let me get my just let me get my valises of legal things yeah your valises are just you know just <laughs> just by the door fine what's the state of the street now is it all cordoned off are there blue coats everywhere yeah, the place is uh, swarming with blue coats and just people, just sort of panicky bystanders. There's a lot of mm. uh, like brick dust uh, in the air. Everything looks kind of hazy. Be careful, Barnaby. Don't breathe any of this in. It's terribly bad. Yeah, for you. Okay. and there is suddenly an uninterrupted view to the to the Volus River. Uh, <coughs> Edvard, <coughs> I'm getting a bit of a cough. <coughs> okay. Do, 
Any any of your mixture available? No. I told you. If you want it, you're gonna to have to go and drink the water Fine. out of the pond in the park. Fine. It's where it all is. I um wet a handkerchief and hand it to Barnaby so he can okay. put it over his mouth. Fine. Do the same for myself. Um, in the middle of the square, Astor uh, is, is 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 there. Uh, he's like addressing the uh, the, the the staff. Um, he he's kind of like stood up on a, a little soapbox that's that's been arranged, and he's you know just talking to everyone, saying, uh, "I'm so relieved to see that all of you are safe." The I screw together my, my blowpipe and I fire a paralyzing dart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. We're not... Yeah, yeah, roll me for that. Why not? Yeah. going to finesse that. It's quite a shot. Yeah. Sure. Uh, oh, it's a three and a two. Ah, okay. Um, the darts um, sink <laughs> satisfyingly into the shoulder blades of um, uh, of one of the security detail who stood just next to Astor, uh, <laughs> who actually just falls, bonk, just, just <laughs> absolutely face plants. And Astor... Turns, turn, is interrupted by this. Looks down at the floor, looks up at you, Edvard. Must have been overcome by all these fumes. <laughs> Probably not safe to be around here anymore, is it? Well, I suppose we'll be leaving. Astor steps down and walks over to you, Edvard, and puts a hand on your shoulder and says, "Edvard." <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> I coat my shoulder in a paralyzing. <laughs> Just in case anyone tried to patronisingly touch me on the shoulder today. I've been a real bugbear of mine lately. Astor takes his hand away and looks at his leather glove and sees that it's covered in a, sees that it's covered in a, a fine white powder and is slightly sort of sizzling. <laughs> Edvard. As I say, you are a fine inventor. And I really do warn you off this course of action. This gesture that I've made today, yes, expensive, but I can afford it. Is it worth it to destroy a career's worth of potentially incriminating secrets? I think so. Maybe tonight I'll sleep a little easier, knowing that uh, all of my shameful, wicked misdeeds lie at the bottom of the Volus River. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll just enjoy my usual sleeping draft. Edvard, um, be be well. Uh, he says, and um, and just, just sort of, and, and walks away. Such a lovely guy. I mean, really, so polite. I think Edvard. You might have misjudged the chap, actually. I mean, I, I know he did mention all the, you know, the many, many years of misdeeds and wicked things, but otherwise, seems like a stand-up chap. Apart from the years of wicked misdeeds. Yes. Right. Okay. Clear. Well, who, so, but who hasn't done years of wicked misdeeds? <laughs> Most people. Right. I would say. Right, okay. I'll take okay. your word for it. Well, whatever he's got in that safe must be some real dynamite juicy stuff. Mm. I mean, I've already... I do... So what I was talking about there, back in there, that I didn't want to spring just now, is I do have physical evidence of him stealing people's ideas that I got last time I was in there. Right. Which okay. I've been holding on to, to sort of blackmail him with. But really, I don't know if... I'm, it's like, you know, when you get someone like the perfect Christmas present early. Right. And you're like, oh, I just want to give it to them now. Mm. This might, I mean, I don't know if I can hold on to this stuff much longer. We could just release it and ruin him. That'd, well, be, that'd be fun. Yeah, but I, I, 
I'm going to venture that there's probably something even worse in there if he was just determined to bury his entire office at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So let's let's get it. And also, sure. probably it would help our like the the gang's objective that we're trying to do as well. Two right, birds with one yeah. stone. I'm going to assume that that's the case. And and were I concentrating on what the gang's objective is, I'm sure I would agree with you. Well, Barnaby, let me say this. He's stolen every idea I've ever had, so there's probably a bottle of my famous cocaine. Well, why didn't you say well. so earlier? Let's, well. let's get so, that safe. Let's get that yeah. safe. I, I, I don't know why we're hanging around. Come on, come up with an idea, quick. Okay, <laughs> For well, context, as citizens of Volusport, you both understand why Astor would feel extremely secure and confident um, that no one is ever going to find anything that was anywhere in his headquarters having sunk it into the Volus River. Not only is this a particularly deep um, river with a, a, a strong current um, that kind of sw- it opens onto the sea so it's 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 tidal there are waves strong currents uh, it's also murky dark filled with the sort of filth and sewage that the city pours out and apart from that just absolutely rammed with eels uh, <laughs> that that feast on the 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 refuse and the fishes they're they're parasites on the leviathans that you find out to see and that is a you know a source of a source of energy uh for the city but sometimes they detach and and you know come in in inlet in in inlet <laughs> up river sure. yeah um edvard you've you've swum across this this river before uh so you know that it is stinky and scary yeah i wouldn't want to go down into it and be have it all around me i hear you but also I'm really, really jonesing for some cough syrup. <coughs> mm. Yes, no, you've you've said, yeah. Um, okay, right, we need to figure out some way of going under the water and not dying. So, right. ideas. Some sort of um, submersible. Some sort of, maybe a diving bell. Yes. I've, heard, I've read about those. Mm. I think they should be fairly easy to construct. Or we could create some sort of un- unmanned situation. I could create a uh, specifically underwater-themed wonderful mechanical man to go down there and get mm. things for us. Wonderful or we mechanical could go... merman. Yeah, wonderful <laughs> mechanical merman. Or we could go for a, a very... Submersible mu- mechanical man. We could go for a very much-manned operation and just pay a large number of poor people to keep diving in until one of them comes back with it. Yeah, but then, I mean, a lot of them would die though it's like four great ideas mm. yeah <laughs> well okay, okay well we we probably need more it's a bit like a um a sort of test for robots isn't it you wouldn't it was like identify the safe among all this this debris they probably i don't think i could program a wonderful mechanical man to do that right. but if we were to if we were to build some kind of diving bell mm. we could take ourselves down there with the uh, submersible mechanical man i would also build and then once we found the safe we could send him out and he's impervious to eels. It's made of metal and wood. You know, I like the sound of this plan because there is almost nothing I can help with in that entire process. So mm. let's go for that one. Well, uh, surely you have expertise in some area of something, Barnaby, then you can add to this. Mm, no, no, it all sounds like robots and diving bells, which is really more your sort <laughs> of field. Huh, yeah. But Actually, I can maybe there'll be a society heiress down there. You could seduce. Possibly, yes. Yeah. Let's fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get let's go around to like the sh- the shore and kind of get the get the measure of absolutely what's going on in this let's river. Let's do it. All right. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you you head on down to the river 
as I say, the, the river is very, very deep. Almost nothing uh, of the building that has just sort of smashed into it um, is visible. Uh, although the wreckage that so much stone pouring into the river all at once has created is visible uh, mm. in the sense that both sort of sides of the river are, are kind of flooded as a, as a, as a huge wave uh, of water kind of head down along the promenades. We're in Brightstone. Mm. It's quite a sort of up, uh, upmarket place. So there's lots of lots of swells who now have like wet trousers and um, fancy types with ruined dresses who are, who are quite furious. Tell me, Edvard, could you could you take your little slide rule out or whatever and and could you give a rough measurement of where exactly based on the height of the tower which i'm sure you know intimately mm-hmm. because you'll know exactly how much taller than your office it was if you could work out maybe the trajectory in the height we might have a vague idea of where the penthouse office uh, has landed well i have been inside astor's hq so i do remember the layouts um guess I could probably estimate based on the angle of collapse and the depth of the water force of the explosion I could give it a go you could probably narrow it down yeah hmm. narrow the search radius down yeah. just so we're not dredging the entire bloody river mm. yes all right I do that let's say um, that there is 48 hours between this point uh, where the building explodes uh, and the recovery operation commencing because it sounds like we're honing in on a plan involving yeah. a diving bell and a what are we calling it submersible mechanical man a submersible mechanical man submersible yeah. mechanical man <laughs> the smm the smm <laughs> maybe the wonderful mechanical frog man is better. yeah yeah exactly so let's say you've got 48 hours to play with we, you can do a little bit more uh, uh, planning if there's like anyone's a, anyone you want to look up any people's help you want to enlist anyone you want to consult or look up any records you wish to find you know like all this kind of heist mm-hmm. planning stuff anything more like that you want to do we can do a little bit more light planning and okay. then everything else we can get in flashback barnaby anyone you uh you know who's who knows anything about diving or salvage or Water. Uh, not, not specifically, but I tell you who I could speak to. Uh, I could probably chat to the chief of police, you know, the oh, blue yeah. coats, and um, and see whether they have any sort of operations on the river that might get in our way or uh, or aid us. Good thinking. So. Good thinking. I'd probably go and do that. Go and chat to some higher ups in the constabulary. Are there any uh, blueprints of Astor's HQ? Any sort of. Uh floor plan layouts um, that's the certainly something that you could get your uh, hands on obviously the the interior is uh, was highly confidential um mm-hmm. but you know as a sort of prominent landmark the general layout of the building is the exterior is fairly mapped out there'll be public records of that and you know the interior so if you, by combining those yeah two you could probably yeah. i never saw astor's personal safe did i uh no but you were in his office where allegedly it was kept Okay, but I could probably... I mean, Astor does make safes, and I am aware of what would be considered their top-of-the-line one. Yes, certainly. Right, so yeah, I'd like to see if I can get some schematics for that. Um, Something to feed it to the wonderful submersible frogman, (laughs) whatever it's called now. Well, not only can you get that, I would say with 48 hours, you could probably secure yourself an actual version of the the top-of-the-line safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. I could get him uh, practicing cracking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds very sensible. 
Cool. So I'm going to get to work on um, a diving bell and um, I'm going to adapt the wonderful Mechanical Man blueprint to operate underwater. Uh, give it some like little uh, shoulder-mounted crossbows to shoot eels with. You know, things, mm-hmm. okay. things of those natures. These sound um, like... In fact, sorry, big... actually, just, just as a flashback, yeah. I believe that um, Edvard went through a, a phase of reading um, these kind of pulp uh, pirate and sailing novels and mm. he got very excited about the whole idea and he'd started working on a diving bell idea for salvaging shipwrecks because he wanted to uh, get pirate treasure. Um, yep. It was a sort of short-lived phase that he went through, but he has done some preparatory work in this field. Yeah, that sounds absolutely reasonable. Um, okay, I would say these are some big construction projects for mm-hmm. 48 hours. Uh, the wonderful... The, sorry, the Submersible Mechanical Man, that's a given granted no problem because apart from anything else you're modifying an existing design something that yeah. you've spent a long time um working on mm-hmm. the diving bell as well i feel like is something that you would have no problem constructing but i am going to ask you to give me a location where you've been constructing it because it's going to be quite large i imagine there isn't space yeah. for something like that in barnaby do you um, have any contacts with like the shipyards or anything like that well, yes. I mean, your I'm, family I'm and su- shipping. I'm sure we've got a spare warehouse somewhere or other. Um, or if we no, haven't, yeah, we can we can have yeah. a friend uh, organise one. Doesn't the Barnaby family own? Am I right in thinking, or did you lie about that to impress a to impress that Matt Whaling man? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> you got a shipping company of some description. Barnaby? Probably on mentioned? the books. I'll go back and check. I can never remember these things. There's so many comings and goings with the business. Well, mm. I'll go and check. Okay. Either way, warehouse space is not going to be a problem at the docks. Yes. Uh, let's do a few rolls for those. So, Barnaby, why don't you tell me how you are talking to the approaching the head of police and make me a roll for that. Well, uh, it just so happens there's a charity ball coming up and, you know, the the, the good and the great of Volo Sport are uh, present and obviously the chief of the, chief of the Bluecoats is there and I'm just going to sidle up to him at the bar and uh, say, I, I'm sure you know my father. I'm I'm Barnaby Fortescue the uh, Third. Pleased to meet you. And then you I'm too. going to I'm going to uh, say terrible business with the with the building that came down. What was that one all about? You you folks looking into that at all? Or? Uh, uh, gas leak. Um, really? Yes, yes. It just so happened I was having coffee across the road and it looked well, I don't know a little little well, more suspicious. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, suspicious. Do, uh, yeah, it was very strange to me. I just wonder whether you're investigating it at all. I mean, obviously. Do not worry. I see that you're concerned, Mr. Yeah. Fiskew. Do not worry. I want to feel safe in my own city, you know, as a very, very privileged person. I'd my duty like is to th- protect the people yeah. in this room. Mm. And to a much lesser extent, the people outside of this room. <laughs> Have no fear. Uh, it was a, a gas leak. It was a one-off. Uh, we are uh, conducting uh, an investigation uh, mm. to to find out uh, to, to to make absolutely sure that, that nothing uh, similar will be happening. I expect it will uh, uh, take about a week, and mm. in that time, uh, we will have um, uh, lifeboats, uh, salvage mm. ships, uh, cordoning off. Salvage, um, so, really? Uh, yes. Is that how you're bankrolling? You know, the next year of uh, the Blue Coats uh, Christmas party. Is that how it's working? Oh no, we have been uh, forbidden from trying to retrieve anything oh, in the river. Orders, uh, orders that uh, supersede even, even my own. I shouldn't really be sharing this, but mm. here I am in my cups at this society ball. 
The policeman's ball always gets me emotional, <laughs> and I tend to overshare. Yes, yeah, so, I'll drink to uh, that. You, you, there will be no disruption to to your lifestyle, Mister Barnaby. I assure you, I, I, you. Views of the river may be slightly interrupted as as our, oh, really uh, as, as our as our lifeboats go about their their business. We will mm. cordon off the part of the river that was affected, but it will mostly be a problem for shipping and. Well, we do have concerns. We do have shipping concerns. Yes, um, ah, but uh, but I, you know, uh, perhaps we you... could open. Make sure that uh, we open a lane for you. Mm, that would be marvelous. Actually, is there some sort of um, you know signal or arrangement uh, that we could perhaps speak well, to? Well, you, your, to you your tell folks? me. You're the you're the nautical expert. Well, just as long as your men are informed that we might be passing through the area, and you know, we have a warehouse not far, so there may be some loading and unloading that needs to be done, but. I mean, you know, it, it shouldn't take more than. I mean, we could do it in the evening if your if your folks are um, working during the day. Yeah, well, I mean, they will be working. Um, uh, it will mostly be a, a, a sort of guard duty through the evening, but. Right. Yes. Yes. I mean, well, just let let me know your um, your vessel's uh, call sign and 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 its signals and. Absolutely. I'll I'll have it sent to your to your office. Yes. Yes, no problem at all. Lovely to see you again. Anyway, and, and best of luck with all this. I mean, it, it just seems like an awful clean-up job, but um, sounds like you oh. chaps are on top of it, so... As I say, our, our commitment is to keeping everyone in this room safe and, and able to enjoy the, the amenities of our, of our beautiful city. Wonderful. Let's preserve that status quo, eh? Hey? <laughs> yes, rather, yes, quite. Uh, glug, 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 glug. Cool. Um, I think I was going to ask you to roll for that, but actually it all sounded totally reasonable. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, no worries. Submersible mechanical man. That was a given. Uh, let's say that also, Barnaby, while we're sticking with your uh, jobs... Mm -hmm. um, Do you uh, want me to roll to see whether I actually have a shipping company or not? Yeah, go on. Yeah, 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 that's true. You've said all this, but let's, let's do a roll <laughs> to determine if you have a shipping company. All right, what do you want me to roll? Oh god, I don't know. Um, which one what's, of these? What's the one for remember? <laughs> which one of these dots refers to? Do I own a shipping company? Well, maybe consort. consort. Yeah, I'd have could to check. Consort could be study. Or, uh, yeah, whatever you like, really. I've got a couple of a couple of dots in consort, so I'm gonna roll. Yeah, for that. yeah. Alright, that's a five and a three. Okay. Uh, yes, you you um. There is in fact. A I do. I do, do have a shipping have, company. You do have some yeah, did shipping wonder. interests. I'll tell you what, because that was a strong role. You also, you also, uh, upon making these inquiries, you find out that you own a few warehouses uh, on the dock front, and that actually one of them is manned by um, uh, a, sal a a salvage diver mm. uh, who used to work on the le Leviathan ships um, that your family has some sort of interest in mm -hmm. uh, on a former whaler. Yeah, so they operate a warehouse that you can that you could you could use. People will look the other way, of course. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're I feel like we're getting there. Okay, I'd like to get the um, submersible mechanical man working on uh, cracking this cracking this safe. Psst. Hey, folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have can Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. There's those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for 
the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd missed forever. It's back and waiting for you. Yeah, let's do a roll for that because it's um, yeah, it's sort of how well you've programmed the submersible mechanical okay. man. Maybe a tinker roll then. I'm going to roll in from the charity ball at one a.m. to see how let's say you, let's say, getting on. Let's say you're rolling in on the uh, the eve of the operation to your warehouse, um, uh, your dockside sort of warehouse, uh, a little way down the river from the site of Astor HQ. Mm-hmm. It is a big, empty warehouse where, um, Barnaby, as you walk in, you see the diving bell that is yep. being constructed. Edvard, what's it look like? I've taken it quite literally, and it does look like a large bell. Uh, it's all brass, and it's got a like a circular window for us to look out of. Um, but uh, because of the previous work I had done on it, it is also covered in like Jolly Rogers and um, <laughs> sort of piratical uh, motifs. And um, yeah, the wonderful, the submersible mechanical frogman is also dressed like a pirate as well, <laughs> because I already had the costume. So I thought it would be, I thought it'd be fun. I thought it would add to the fun of it all. Yeah. So um, yeah, I rolled a six, a five and a two on the Tinker Roll. Oh, amazing. Well, we take the six, of course. Um, yeah, Barnaby, you also, uh, you survey in this scene, you see a piratical version of the wonderful mechanical man with uh, sort of big flippery feet this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. do you remember the action man that swims and its arms just go yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Um, yeah. And it is it is currently doing... So the hand is going like... On, on a... I'm timing with the stopwatch. Exactly. Edvard, I'm going to propose something and I don't want you to get angry... Because I know you occasionally fly into a, a fit of peak when no. uh, when I mention his name, but oh, um, right. I I do wonder whether it might behoove us to perhaps paint Amadeus Astor's logo on the diving bell, and perhaps also the wonderful mechanical frogman, uh, just to perhaps you know if some. Idle passerby spots the diving bell being lowered into the river. Uh, they'll assume it's Astor going to retrieve some of his belongings. But you told me just before this conversation, when you came in from the ball, that you'd spoken to the police and they'd given us the okay. Yes, but belt and braces, belt and braces. You know, um, the police are informed. That's not a problem. I've taken care of that. Um, but you know, anyone else on the riverside might spot this and. You know, if you could see it within yourself to to um, to, to, uh, to control the bile rising in your throat and perhaps to display the logo <laughs> of that gadabout, that yes, popinjay. But just on this one occasion, that perhaps. absolute zanderkite. Now, I did say, please don't get angry with me, Edvard, because it's just you're the one who brought up that scobalotcher. <laughs> just a just a suggestion. This absolute. Scaramouche of a man vexes me at every turn. Okay, how about this? How about Perhaps place it over the skull and crossbones? No, the skull and crossbones is it's that's a load-bearing skull and crossbones. Right, can't be removed. How about instead, I will add some flashes of the Astor logo to the outside that can be operated via a switch from the inside. So if we need them, we right. can deploy them. 
That's very big of you. But if we would have to abandon this diving bell, and then it's retrieved, that's another of my inventions that he'll have claim to, because his logo's all over it. That's, that is true. Mm. Very well, uh, Edvard, you're the, you're the genius inventor. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm prepared to, to go with your... Uh, with what all right, I'll add, I'll add flashes that can be deployed if needed of the Astor logo. But I... No, I think you've got it a bit wrong. It's, it's more curly at the at the edges. Yeah, also Have I've you... drawn a bum on it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that From a curly. distance, it'll look the same. Okay, a... okay. No, you're right, you're right. But if you look close, there is an, an unmistakable bum. Yeah. <laughs> On the logo, uh, yeah. The other thing you see, Barnaby, uh, as you s- survey the scene, is the um, uh, the operator of the warehouse, uh, who's a, a, a peg-legged Frog gentleman <laughs> who's kind of stomping around, okay, uh, like in like kind of tapping the diving bell. Let's say they've got a hook hand as well. Um, yeah, kind of tapping it with the with the metal hook. Uh, going, oh, yes, yes. Very fine construction. Oh yes, marvelous. Thanks, sir. You uh, done much salvaging yourself? Oh yes, uh, uh, yes. Uh, did a did a fair bit of um, fair bit of salvage. Yes, back in the day before. Uh, although down there, the 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 pressure can do funny things to you. Mm, yeah. So this is double tough. I've uh, reinforced it uh, according to the readings I've had about the pressure in the uh, pressure in the rivers. So hopefully it'll hold up. Um, if do you have any advice for us? We are, we're going we're going well, into uh, the river. Plenty of advice I could offer. Um, let's see. Um, well, eels. If you see an eel. You look it right in the eye, right. and then you find a means to kill it. Yeah, kill those. That would be my main advice. Main advice. Hang on, let me note this down. This sounds important. Kill eels. Kill eels. But not in a way that makes any blood come out. But oh, if in... those eels get in the blood frenzy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. In a okay. That's the one thing you don't want. <laughs> right. No eel blood. Make a note. Right, Barnaby, character risks becoming elevated. Sure, yeah, something, something about eels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I say, do you want to come along on the mission, old boy? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you'd be good company. I, I would love to, and my name is Bell, Bill, Billy Bell, Billy, Billy Bell, Be- Billy Bell, Billy Bell. All right, Barnaby, Barnaby, Billy's coming along. Oh, oh Billy Bell, wonderful. Does he He's smell bad? Sal- he looks like he smells bad. He smells strongly of fish. Yeah. But Edvard has formed a strong bond with Just what Billy. you need in a confined space Billy Bell may very well be my best friend <laughs> And I would love for him to come along on this adventure <laughs> Alright, fine Alright Billy, climb aboard now, hey, how, just... how does one climb ab- aboard something like this? Oh, there's a ladder, hang on, let me get it Alright, we're going to we're gonna drive it down to the river in a carriage or something But if you want to get comfortable now I think we're probably moving to the point where it's beginning of the score. Uh, what is... So, in fact, let me ask you the question. The questions. Uh, load. What's everyone's load? Light. Normal. Light. Normal. Cool. Uh, what kind of operation is this? Would you would you like a reminder of, of the flavours of yes, the please. that you can do? Uh, assault. Do violence to a target. Deception. Trick Depends how badly our relationship goes in the diving yeah. bell. <laughs> How many hours are we down there? Stealth, trespass unseen, uh, occult, engage a supernatural power, social, negotiate bar- bargain or persuade, and transport or transports carry cargo or people through danger. Yes, yeah, that one, isn't it? Is it or yeah. is it stealth? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of both. Could be. Uh, if it's if you're going stealth, I just need the detail, uh, the point of infiltration. If you'd rather it be transport, I just need the detail, the route and means. 
Okay, well, like, let's say let's say stealth. We'll throw a like a black blanket over it, or mm -hmm. sure. you know, something that's a large tarpaulin. Drive a little uh, cart down to the riverside, and then uh, under the cover of darkness, we'll load it onto the ship, right? Which will be well, the boat, whatever yeah. it is. The Which little is it a lot? I mean, is it a, is it a little? Is it a little craft we're going for? Is it a large craft? Well, it just needs a winch for lowering the yeah. diving bell into it. So as long as it's I large enough to fit the bell and have a winch. Okay. I think everything past this point we can determine how good it is with the engagement roll. So okay. let's go. go diving. Engagement roll. Yay! The best bit. Mm. The bit where I roll some dice. Uh, okay, <laughs> 1D for sheer luck. Here it is. Do, do, do. Is this particularly bold or daring? Always. <laughs> uh, does it expose a vulnerability or hit them where they're weakest? Mm, I wouldn't necessarily I'd... say so. No, I don't think so. But then, are there any particular defences or preparations you're facing? No, Astor is very confident that now that he's sunk his mm. entire HQ, he's in the clear. Can any friends or contacts provide aid? Uh, yeah, how about <laughs> Billy Bell? How about Billy, popular character Billy Bell? <laughs> beloved Fan character favorite. Billy Bell. We'll say Billy Bell is going in with um, medium load as well. Yeah, uh, and decades of salvaging experience. And decades of decades of salvage experience. That is true. Enemies or rivals involved? <laughs> I should say. <laughs> yeah, not really that we know of, but okay. Well, I mean. Do you think that that still counts as an enemy or a rival who's involved? Yeah, I mean, he's involved, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. He's a scruntilious popinjay, if that's what <laughs> <laughs> That is fair enough, but it does mean minus one die, so... Dang it. For a grand total of two. I guess he's not involved, is he? Because he's gone, he's left. He's already fled the scene. He's, yeah, he's, he's withdrawn himself from this whole scenario. All right, we'll rank it up to three. All right. Yeah! Okay, here we go. Let's find out how we do. Whoa! Two sixes and a five. Hey! All right. So presumably the safe leaps out of the, the water. <laughs> the safe leaps out. Hands. And the door swings open. <laughs> the contents fall into your waiting hands. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. It's worth okay. it. Couldn't have gone better. Here's, right, here's back to where the, we're at. Back to the club <laughs> for a whiskey, old man. <laughs> yeah. chin here's chin. where we're at. At the start of, uh, of the score. Okay. The boat that you have loaded the diving bell onto is of a really good sturdy size it can easily bear the weight of the bell that was the first thing that was going to go wrong um <laughs> if the roll had been different but uh but yeah it, it's a, just a nice good mid-sized boat discreet nondescript and um as you pull up uh barnaby you have not only made a note of its uh of its number mm -hmm. um but you you give its signal in actual hoisting of flags okay wow. running them up a little mast well in fact that doesn't sound like maybe you maybe you tell Billy, Billy. No, he would have barnaby would have been in the cadets at school surely <laughs> uh, actually yeah yeah that that does check out yeah definitely is. yes they made me what time at what time of day do you want to be doing this mm, golden hour <laughs> cool golden. No, whenever, right. whenever whenever the shift finishes okay i'm imagining a, a beautiful sunset as the as the as the light dips below the horizon. Oh, that's lush. That's lush. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's the golden hour. The um, the the surface of the river is like a sheet of hammered bronze uh, as the as the sun descends, and um, a large proportion of the 
like blue coat patrols and and lifeboats that are kind of pootling around on on little they're kind of like big glorified rowboats basically um mm-hmm. most of them are leaving uh there are a few more and when your signal is flashed to them um they sort of row out of the way bear in mind they're only they don't believe that you're going to be like stopping there they think they're just letting you through um, yeah. although but, i did i did let the police chief know that we do have warehouses and that we may need to do some loading and unloading yes that's so, true although they know it's not a straight passage through yeah necessarily yeah so you're able to sort of navigate into the cordoned off area the the mm-hmm. which is you know this sort of large portion of the river mm-hmm. the diving bell is well constructed it's some of it what's the seating like and is there a drinks cabinet Yes, there's a drinks cabinet. Of course, there's a drinks cabinet. Are we cabinet. talking plush seating? Are we talking? We're talking. We're talking cushions? very, very. We're talking plush uh, Com- leather. Um, Ooh, yeah, yes. and also kind of you waterproof. Know, I like it. It's good. Thing yeah, exactly. It's exactly. A, it's a it's bit it's, like a sort of floating tiki bar because of the theming that I put in. Uh, <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here. It was for a, it. it was a phase, certainly. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I didn't want all that work to go to waste. So. Mm. No. Now I don't but want there to. There are umbre- um, umbrella drinks, so help yourself. Wonderful. I don't want to patronise the viewers at home by talking to them as if they don't know how an 18th century diving bell <laughs> works. But for those unfamiliar, um, we are talking about a large bell that three people can comfortably sit inside. They're and sort a of seated on a, on a bench on the inside of the bell. The bottom of the bell is, um, is left open, but as it is lowered uniformly into the water, oxygen is, is sort of trapped there. Uh, there is... Uh, a, a system of pipes um, that is kind of lowered down with a barrel al- alongside the diving bell and that provides oxygen um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of external and you know there are sort of weights attached to the bottom to keep make the diving bell um, mm-hmm. lower so why don't we say the point where we jump into action mm-hmm. you are your your craft is bobbing peacefully on the river you are roughly over the spot where you believe um, Astor's office would have crumbled and fallen, come to mm-hmm. rest on the on the riverbed, and you are on the deck of this small ship with a large diving bell. Mm-hmm. And around you there are, let's say, three patrol boats, but they all understand that you are to be given passage through the area. Probably they don't understand you operating a diving expedition in their crime scene, but that's where we're at. Okay. okay. All right, Leap so. into action and pour myself a pina colada. <laughs> Good. Okay. Do I need to roll for that? Or uh, let's say, yeah, roll. To, yeah, roll to see how strong it is. Uh, stronger is better or worse? Sounds like finesse. If you want yeah, it's finesse. Time. So I've got two in that. That's a five and a two. Okay, so There's success. A complication to your pina colada. <laughs> yes, yeah. success. You have made a great pina colada. Complication. <laughs> Billy Bell has already got into the liquor cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Billy, uh, and is humming but not singing loudly—a a sort of a sea shanty of old. I expect this from Belly Bill, <laughs> not from you, Billy Bell. Um, okay, well, if we think this is the sort of area that we want to be in, we should go down and have a look and see what's down there, mm-hmm. because then the secrets will be revealed. Do you reckon we can just drop this diving bell into the water, and none of these patrols will? be mad or should we uh well we're going to be lowering it slowly anyway aren't we so um is there a side of the ship on which it would make the most sense to lower it is the one that is less visible to the patrolling guards 
Do we have a window or an area? I could survey if you like. Uh, yeah, I would idea. like to disable the speakers that play sea shanties that I added um, <laughs> when I first designed the diving bell. Let me just. Uh, just Billy looks so. sad. Yeah, we'll turn them back <laughs> on later, Billy. Um, yeah, I'd like to have a look around and see if there's a sort of line of sight uh, benefit to to dropping the diving bell off a particular point on the ship. Yep, yep. I only have one in survey, but ah, let's see. Four. Okay. Four's yeah, yeah. Yeah, success with the complication, but it's not too difficult a thing. So yeah, that's uh, you. Um, you you look around and you see that two of the boats are stationary. They're kind of mm-hmm. like resting at anchor. Uh, another one is kind of patrol patrolling uh, the area in like a long, sort of wide, slow circle. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means that there is a good few minutes where you can lower the bell on whatever side you wish, mm. and none of the none of the ships none of the other patrol boats will be able to see so we should probably leave someone up here to keep an eye on these patrols and right. uh, signal to those in the bell if we need to be aware of anything so what do you think Barnaby do you want to stay up here or do you want to come down and we can leave Billy up here ah you can rely on me he says hick <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'd like to see this diving bell I mean that you've done a wonderful job with the seating in the drinks cabinet and all right. the tiki theming so I, I think I'd like to come down okay Billy I say grasping Arr. him firmly by the shoulders Arr, yes as you know Billy we are best friends yes Edvard I've come to see you as a a brother <laughs> indeed well I'm going down there now it's going to be very dangerous down the murky deep <laughs> be ye sure Mr Edvard yes the briny the briny deep it may claim me <laughs> but I you'll remember I, what I told you about eels I yep yeah kill them but don't let their blood come out so are you talking strangula- <laughs> strangulation of some sort strangle the eels yeah or a blunt <laughs> object back of the head but Billy I need you to keep an eye on these ships and if Do anything eels have a back of their head surely the yes. back of their head is their butt yeah hit them in the butt with a blunt object that's what Billy said right but Billy I need you to stand watch and if anything happens you're to signal to us using this speaking tube and I show him how to operate the speaking tube Ah, this be the oxygen type, I'm sure. Don't worry, I'll keep you well supplied. He starts blowing into it. It's the spe- there's a separate oxygen pipe, Billy. That's stop taking care of. Yeah, stop blowing your fumes into the oxygen pipe. We need that. I feel we might, rather we dizzy, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Edvardo. Okay, we'll have a lie down, but also, once you're feeling better, keep an eye out. All right, Billy? I trust you with my life. <laughs> Remind me how the oxygen works. <laughs> It's, <laughs> Billy, you have decades of salvage experience. <laughs> ah, but I was in the bell. Uh, right. Okay, and often well. I didn't have no bell. <laughs> I say the pressure. <laughs> the bends, Mr. Edward, they do funny things to you after the upon the years. Yeah, yeah, it really adds up, all that bends. <laughs> well, I feel great about this plan. Let's go. <laughs> okay, I give Billy the eyes. He does a salute with his hook mm. hand. Hurts himself quite badly. <laughs> Cuts his eye off. Pointing inwards. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I load up the uh, submersible mechanical man in my mechanical man backpack. Of course. And yeah. we climb into the diving bell. I'm imagining it has retractable arms and legs, and is yeah. a sort of wall and then Wall-E he's style. Got two cube. straps that pop out, and I can just wear him like a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> Okay, great. So you're being loaded into the bell. Yep. 
Billy, lower us into the briny depths. Lower to away! Dave, um, to Davy Jones' locker. Goes, yeah, cool. Uh, let's... Mm, let's make an all-encompassing role for the lowering away. It will encompass the strength of the bell. It'll encompass how well you instructed Billy beforehand. Okay. That kind of thing. Don't forget, you can work together. You can push yourself. You can ask for devil's bargains and stuff. All these different things you can do. Well, let's work together. Yes. So, yeah, I'll lead a group role yep. in, mm-hmm. in lowering, which I, I guess, because it's mechanical, can can this be a, a tinker? I should think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So I'm so I have nothing in tinker. That Does that affect things at all? Hmm. Uh, you, you say both you... roll tinker and take the highest result, but Edvard will take uh, one stress for every dice that is a failure. But if I don't have tinker, I roll two dice and take the lowest result. Yes, that's right. Yeah, correct. I guess you could you could probably describe this as finesse, though. Because... In which case, I have two dice. Yeah, I also have two dice and finesse. So. <laughs> Gaming the system. <laughs> I mean, it it would require it requires a real finesse to lower a, a dice. It's about there. getting it in smoothly and evenly, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, the finesse roll is happening now. All right, fine. Ooh, I've got a four and a six. I've got a four and a two. Well, that is. No stress for you, Edvard. Great job. So, what was the highest result there out of everyone? Six. Six. Yeah, brilliant. Um, th- there are there's a set of levers and switches on the inside of the diving bell. They uh, sort of re- re- release it, uh, and then um, Billy Bell. He's a uh, he does have some experience of you know salvage and, and pulling levers and stuff. So mm. up back on the deck, he's humming to himself again. <laughs> the old muscle memory. The old magic. Exactly. And he... Like that. Um, he's, he's taking extra care because his best friend is in that bell. Yeah, his, be- his yeah. very best friend, um, Edvard, is, is aboard. Yeah. Precious, precious cargo indeed. Did you ask how he lost his hand? Was it <laughs> while lowering a diving bell? This thought occurs to you as the diving bell goes... <laughs> Uh, and and softly and uniformly uh, hits mm. the river. It was actually a disastrous game of uh, knife. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. stabbed right into the wrist. The whole hand came off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. the very the very first the very, very first tap. <laughs> Boom! Straight <laughs> in. cut his whole hand off. Well, he did. They didn't explain the rules very well. He told me. Yeah, he thought he was doing it right. It was like the Billy quickest does easy mistake to make. Whoever can cut their hand off quickest is the winner. (laughs) So he thought he'd won. It's a whole. You should ask him to tell you the story sometimes. He's a very good storyteller. Absolutely won't. But yes, sounds sounds uh, yeah sounds like he's a a capable sort. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Well, speaking of uh, sounds, all of the noises of the outside world immediately become muffled as the diving bell begins to be lowered. Uh, Looking out of the the sort of porthole windows uh, to either side you can see the that golden hour light filtering through the the murk um, of the of the Volus river but it's not long before um, it begins to become enshrouded with darkness and turn on the light that I incorporated yep let's make that a flashback for the light just because I've not heard it mentioned yet I don't think it's unreasonable though maybe just one stress I yeah. probably should have mentioned it, but I assumed it would be dark down here. One of my patented incandescent bulbs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a bright bulb. Boom, like that. So where is it? Where's the light? Uh, it's on the top of the diving bell, but it is directional, so you can move it. 
Uh, yeah, so beneath you, obviously, uh, like around your ankles, uh, there is water. Um, mm. the, you know, the now lowered surface of the river. And also just by your ankles poking up, um, there's a, a, a thick hose pipe, um, which is where um, fresh oxygen is being hopefully pumped in by um, Billy Bell. Good old Billy. Good old Billy. And... Uh, yeah, you you're not really aware of the lowering sensation, but you you do feel the the bell kind of sway a little bit like this. And again, I'm going to have to drink some more to um, offset the sway. Yeah, yeah. Opposite well, let swaying. me let me mix you up a hurricane, old man. While we're down Thank here. you. Wonderful. Yeah, such a fine host, Edvard. Hmm. Well, it's five o'clock somewhere. So <laughs> you um, it's yeah, golden now. It's probably five o'clock here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is well past the yard arm. Drinking wise, uh, yeah. Eventually, I think that was a six, wasn't it? Yeah. So mm. the the diving bell sways and and lowers down, and it and after a few minutes of gentle lowering, um, Edvard, with the light, uh, suddenly you begin to be able to discern shapes mm. um, beneath you. Nudge Barnaby and point out the window. Mm. Looks mm. like we're here. Yes. Now what? Look, it's a sort of um, kind of hills and valleys of shattered brickwork is is the is the kind of bottom of the river landscape. And in fact, the bell just comes to rest slightly lopsidedly, like like that, on a little bit of uh, you know, on a little bit of what what, what used to be the um, uh, facade of Aster HQ. Mm. Okay, well, I'd like to take out that blueprint of the uh, of the Astor HQ and just sort of have a look at it and see if there was anything architecturally that would mark out what would have been Astor's office. If there was a particularly ornate window, or it had a balcony, or if it had anything like that, yeah, that would identify it. Make me a roll for that clock, perhaps. Might have had a clock at the top. Yeah, it might have, wouldn't it? Um, so this, I guess, study for this. Yeah, don't forget to boost the roll if you want to. Using all of the ways. Okay. I will stick to a regular one for this. Hey, six and a two. Nice. I rather feel like Astor would have had a clock on top, being a sort of mechanical type. I rather feel mm. he would have had a clock on top of his building. But yep, there's a clock. Uh, you can see it. It's. I mean, it took only the mildest amount of stress to shatter and break the clock completely. Mm. Um, but you, looking out the window, you could. You can see. Um, hills and valleys of this kind of the peaks and, mm. and lows of this of this shattered brick landscape you can see one window um that uh, that yeah that does stand out because it has a um let's say it's like a sort of sundial carved into the the, the brickwork on the outside ah. um, that you recognized edvard as being the one that looks out that's you actually you saw um, you saw Astor mm. uh, standing at this window uh, and looking out over the river. How odd to see it now inverted on the, at the bottom of the yeah river. It's, a, it's really a metaphor for his company and fortunes. <laughs> but once what stood so proud, Barnaby, you're not listening. That once what stood so proud now right, lies like, at the bottom of the river, covered in sludge and eels. St- standing proud, got it, got it. Soon, so will no. You, that's not the. One, what once stood so proud, Barnaby, now lies at the river covered in eels. Mm. Soon so will Astor himself also Li- be the same. Astor lies. Yeah, got it. The usual. Yeah. So, okay. it's out the window. And you can see 
well, you can see out of your window this window. It's like a sort of, it almost looks like a hole in the floor. Uh, mm. It looks like a hole in the riverbed. Um, although you're not on the actual riverbed, you're sort of on the, you understand. Right. Okay, so it's it's now the, the time that we deploy the wonderful submersible man, send him over there. I mean, I'm not sure that we can move this diving bell. What well, can we move? The the, problem. Is it possible to move the boat with the boat? If the... let me uh, let me have a word with Billy on the old speaking tube. Billy, <laughs> I'm going to make a fortune roll. For is, he, is he asleep? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a fortune roll for Billy's. Billy, <laughs> that's a six. Um, <laughs> yeah, immediately, almost before you finish saying Billy, uh, he comes over the in, the the. Yeah, he snaps Chris crisply to attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but Mr. Edvard, are you okay? Are you alright down there? Everything's shipshape down here, Billy. Over. Eels haven't seized you, has they? Eels have, haven't seized anyone. Nothing's been seized by eels. But we, we do <laughs> need to move uh, a few clicks southwest. A few here. clicks? Oh, Isn't that a kilometre? <laughs> no, no, okay, not, cli- not oh, clicks. Crikey, uh, I'll uh, make the sale. Don't you worry, <laughs> Mr. Edvard, I'm on it. Barnaby, how far away would you say that window is? Um, uh, 40 metres. Okay, we need to move about 40 metres. Absolutely, Mr. Mr. Edvard. What direction? Well, what direction is it, Barnaby, from here? Do you have a compass? There's a built-in compass on the, underneath the window. Right, uh, I'll take a look at it. Uh, North-northwest. Okay, about 40 metres north-northwest, Mr. Bell. North-northwest it shall be. Over. Yeah, you, um, you sort of put the speaking trumpet back on its little hook and sit there patiently and after a moment you do start to feel the bell just go like that and just gradually just kind okay. of grate uh, along the ground beneath you through so the am I tie Barnaby? Oh, wonderful Barnaby? yes you're way ahead of me yeah read my thoughts I wonder if there's any sort of I wonder if like I wonder if you get more drunk when you I mean you're not technically like <laughs> under pressure the air, the air is getting thin yeah yeah but like i feel like some i feel like the composition something. of your blood might change i suppose a little like because of, yeah i don't know, I don't know. Uh, yeah you feel the diving bell kind of slide and, and grate along the floor and you can see this this window it moves out of the view you can no longer see it through the porthole it's briefly out of sight and then you see it come into a more sort of wobbly shape beneath your feet wow like that through the through the wobbling surface of the of the river. There's another um, ding 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 on the speaking trumpet. Yes, Mr. Bell. Mr. Mr. Edvard, are you all right? You haven't been claimed by the eels down there. Have you? <laughs> Still not claimed by eels. Uh, marvelous, let, marvelous. How about how about this? If I get claimed by eels, I'll let you know as soon as it happens. Why then? I, then I I would have no need to ask every time I call. Well, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't have to worry. I feel like you're worrying too much, Mr. Bell. And it's oh, well. affecting your performance. <laughs> <laughs> when you... When you've spent as much time in the briny deep as I have, Mr. Edvard, you do nothing but worry. Yeah, you hold your friends eels. close because you don't know when an eel will suddenly leap out of the ocean. <laughs> Did you say eel? Did you see any eels? No, there's no eel. There, there, I, I see no eels currently. <laughs> Right. Okay. Wait. Wait. Uh, anyway, I think I see. A, um, no. No. That's the oxygen tube. Sorry. Yeah. This just looked a bit eel-shaped. There's a there's a chap up here, Mister um, Mister Edvard. Um, uh, wants wants to know what we're doing. He seems a little uh, seems a little upset. What should I tell him? 
you want you want me to gouge him with me hook with me claw hand <laughs> no, you just, no, no need to... just give the nod okay well there's no don't gouge him with the claw hand but um <laughs> tell uh get off i'm asking him aren't i <laughs> barnaby you're good at these sorts of bring lies. him over to the speaking tube i'll chat to him <clears throat> i'm sorry mr mr barnaby say, say again bring him over to the speaking tube and i'll chat to him oh Oh, right. Yes. Uh, oh, so I would hand it right. Gotcha. Uh, there's a sort of muffled, you can't really hear, like, you can hear two voices. And then, Billy, if that doesn't work, then the hook. Oh, oh <laughs> yes, Mr. Mr. <laughs> no problem at all. E- eventually, another voice comes on. Hello? Hello, what seems to be the problem? To whom am I speaking? Uh, Barnaby Fortescue Third. Socialite. General Gadabout. Charming well, what chap- the bloody hell are you doing at the bottom of the rivers? Well, listen, like? we we this have this is a crime scene. Yes, but we have permission to pass through. Uh, I spoke to the chief. Police. I know you have permission to pass through. I waved your ship through. Pass yes. through does not mean whatever this is. Listen, you might not have heard of it, but there are these um, it's the latest newfangled uh, medical technology uh, for curing migraines. Um, it's a sort of pressure therapy. You head down in a small diving bell and you um, it, it clears your migraines. It's the latest thing. I can't believe you haven't really heard of it. Um, so I'm a doctor. Just, I shall. I have my doctor here with me uh, conducting the, the, the um, treatment. And um, Mr yeah, Fortescue, we, we really must get you back to your treatments. The pressure in your, in I, your head, know, it could I, cause your head to explode if we don't relieve it. I know, doctor, and I, 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 I respect well, what's your the medical counsel. I'm, it's fine. It, it, it's, there's just a gentleman here who just wants to know why we're moving so slowly through the uh, through the region. But it's very, very important for the treatment. And um, you know, if I don't get these migraines cured, it could have um, you know terrible, terrible consequences for um, you know things like police funding. <laughs> <laughs> make me a make me a roll for that, I guess, Barnaby. Yeah, yeah. That is a sway, presumably. Which yeah. I have three dice in. Don't forget, you enjoy that. Can, don't forget all the things you can do if you want. Uh, should I push myself? Bit of extra stress. Why not? Why not? Why not? They do enjoy it's quite that an outlandish policeman's claim. ball, don't they? Okay, I've got two sixes, a two, and a one. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 Richies, whatever next? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't quite hear that. What was that you said? You rich what? Yeah, um, that's uh. Mr. Mr. Fortescue, I said. Um, mm. I said, carry on. You know, I feel like speaking to you is actually bringing my migraine back a little bit. I'm starting. Oh yeah. my god, these readings are off the mm. charts, Barnaby. You've set us back hours. Rather, r- rather Mr. better Mr. if you. Yeah, rather better if you let us get on with it. I think. Mr. Mr. Fortescue, that is absolutely reasonable. All, all, all that I ask is, is, would you be able to? Would you be able to? move this operation along within the next sort of 10 or, or 15 minutes I'd... Mm, give us 10 45. or 15 45 yeah 45 will be fine Mr Fortescue if mm. you could well, it's well, a very delicate point of the treatment and I, I don't appreciate being disturbed but thank you for your concern if we could not be disturbed any further I need to drill some holes in his head and I don't need anything <laughs> knocking me about thank you oh my goodness heavens heavens uh, yes, um, uh, Mr. Fortescue, would you like me to uh, put this uh, other gentleman back on? Yes, please, if you would. All right, uh, please, uh, please get well soon. And, and thank you. Know, you. 
No, I appreciate I, that. I really do. I hope the treatment works. I'm, I'm sure my, my wife will be keen to try it if it becomes I'm, a new I'm assured path. it's very effective. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop bothering you now, Mr. Fortescue. Thank you. Um, please please enjoy your time at the bottom of the river at our crime scene. Thank you, bye. <laughs> Arm, Mr. Barn- Mr. Barnaby. Yes. Please put me back on. Is it time okay. for the old claw in the eye? No, no claw. <laughs> no claw, Billy. Not we necessary, cork the, cork Billy. Not necessary. This time, right. at least. Cork All right. Piece. Well, he's 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 gone. He's climbing off the boat anyway. So the Wonderful. moment's passing for the old claw in the eye. Yeah. No. Don't yeah. worry about it. He's keep going it in the back, back pocket, to, but not not now. Billy. Going back to his boat. Yeah. Don't keep it literally in your back pocket. You might spike yourself in the bottom. Yeah. Don't. Okay. Well, Billy, you know how to handle your claw. You're, <laughs> you're a claw owner. Anyway. Are we in the right spot now? Are we by the window? <laughs> yeah, you're above the window, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Uh, okay, let's shine the light in the window and see if we can uh, see if we can see the, the lay of the office, how damaged it is, if there's uh, yeah. if there's anything obviously where the safe would be. Hmm. Uh let's make this a let's make this a roll, I think. Just okay. to sort of Yeah. Uh I will study the office. Six and a two again. Wow, okay. Yeah, the the light that you shine uh, through the window uh, illuminates um, uh, smashed up but distinctly recognisable uh, furnishings. At this depth, um, like you can't, everything appears sort of monochrome, uh, kind of uh, sort of dirty brownish, bluey colour um, mm-hmm. under the light. But um, but you can clearly see uh, Edvard. Uh, a very fancy uh, sort of chair and um, some l- the corner of what looks like it was once um, was once a, a table that you yourself sat on the other side of. So yeah, mm. this is absolutely the right room. You cannot see the safe through this window, um, but this is the right spot. Hmm. Okay. Is well, the safe going to be identifiable? Is it going to have some sort of you know? Um, adornments or you know yeah, the safe will be obviously a safe but knowing Astor you know he's a theatrical mm. idiot isn't he he'll probably be hidden behind a portrait of himself or something something right. along those lines uh, can you see anything like that Barnaby I can do a survey if you'd like have a look see what you can see that's a six again <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there is uh, a there is a, um, uh, there is a, a portrait of um, Astor Mm. Uh, in fact, you know what? Let's say there's just a big gilded frame. Astor clearly didn't take much from the mm. building before he intentionally blew it up, but he appears to have had have saved this portrait. All right. But you can see where the portrait was. Okay, I'll just jump onto the um, flashback harpoon gun, and I'll fire it into the uh, into the frame and see if we can pull that off the wall. Yeah, cool. Uh, one stress for the yeah, harpoon right. gun. That feels fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 I think we'd better have a roll for the firing of a harpoon as well. That sounds. Oh. All right. It's just it's, it's mechanical. Um, tinker. Yeah. Uh, five, a three, and a three. The harpoon darts out and shoots into the water. Uh, you can't hear but you can almost sort of feel through the wire as uh, as it a, a thunk as it sort of connects with the with the with the picture and in fact there's a sort of shiver that goes up the uh, into your hands that kind of implies a kind of like the 
that the harpoon struck something metallic. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, through the through the painting, as you wheel it in, um, the yeah the frame is hooked on the you know on the harpoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the frame is probably too big to like get into the bell, but you can you know you've pulled it away. You can mm-hmm. you know get it. Uh, would it get out the window? Let's say yes. Um, also, like let's say that as you give it a tug, it kind of comes apart. Because uh, it has, you know, been massively, massively damaged. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and you can now see clearly um, where it was uh, the faint metallic shine of um, of an Astor brand safe. There it is, old man. Jackpot. The safe. Let's right. drink to celebrate. As you're well, both I... looking down <laughs> at, the, um, at the safe, you do see a sort of dark shape kind of go. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Eels. What was that? Yeah, possibly the movement of the harpoon, which seems so much like a, a struggling a big fish. Eel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a struggling fish has attracted something. Okay, well, that's In why fact, we bought I'm the old. I'm going to start a clock. Oh no! It counts down to eels! eels trials. Exclamation eels. mark! Frenzy. <laughs> eels! Exclamation mark! Yeah. Okay, well, I'm this is why we bought the submersible. Clock as well. Let's make it also, are we able to reel in the harpoon gun? Because that might be useful against eels. Yeah, well, the frame's broken apart. Let me just wind it back in. Yeah, it's on a, it's right. on a yeah come, comes back up. A um, little bit soggy. Eel. Yeah, four-piece clock eels. <laughs> All right. Uh, and we'll, well, we'll fill a piece. Okay, well, I'll take off the mechanical man, hit the button for the arms and legs, and I'm like, right. Uh, SMM. I need you to remember your training. When you go over to that safe, remember? We went through the safes. You did all the training on the safe. When you go over there, open it up, get whatever you can, put it in the uh, the oil skin, the waterproof oil skin, and bring it back over here. Okay? But master, what is this feeling I feel? It's the feeling of excitement for getting on a job, <laughs> I say, and I kick him into the hole. <laughs> Do they always sound in pain? I don't know why it keeps <laughs> happening. I don't program that. <laughs> With a sploosh, um, the SMM, um, yeah, is sort of dropped in. Uh, it goes like Honestly, that. Honestly, it happens every time. Water, I, I program um, them to play chess and smoke cigars, and all, all they the come finest out with things all in life. Existential dread the whole time. It's an absolute nightmare. As it's uh, as it's kind of like uh, floating there, the arms and the legs just kind of kind of unfold. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah, and it starts Action Man swimming. <laughs> like that, uh, sort of in a, 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 yeah, a small circle and down, sort of descending towards the, um, the window, uh, and yeah, and kind of vanishes in. And let's say for the moment, that's all uh, you can see. What's so what's your kind of um, what's your, what's the? Tell me exactly what the SMM is programmed to do. Uh, he's programmed to. Find and identify a safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, to swim over to it, to crack the safe, and then to remove the contents, put them in a waterproof bag, and bring them back to me. Okay. And also, he has a lot of eel defense systems. <laughs> He's bristling with eel yeah. defenses. I mentioned the uh, shoulder-mounted uh, crossbows, of course, but there is also oh, yeah, a sort yeah. of electrical pulse that he can give out that shocks and kills eels. Uh... He's also covered in eel poison. I didn't know. <laughs> if, if they're electric eels, is it not going to charge them up? <laughs> uh, 
I didn't really eels? listen. In, I didn't really listen in biology class, but I assume that's mm. how it works. They're not electric eels. They're so much worse. Oh. Um, okay. The bit, the bit that I am sort of question marking over is the bit between the cracking the safe and the contents being made waterproof. Oh well, I mean, I don't. I think the stuff will get will probably get wet because there's water's going to flood into the. I mean, he could bring the safe back in it. He's, he's strong enough to bring the safe back unopened, which is probably a better idea. So, um, yeah, let's say that I settled flashback stress. I told him to bring the safe back without opening it and we'll open it in the diving bell. Sure, sure, that's fine. Um, I don't know who of us should roll for the SMM's diving expedition. Hmm. Um I feel like it should be you, Edvard, partially because you'll be able to roll better than than me because you have dots. But it's a series like, of programming things, isn't it? Which will have been yeah, Edvard yeah, tinkering. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Before. The SMM isn't going... I mean, is it capable of defining its programming? These are big questions that we're not asking shouldn't, today. Bloody shouldn't be. <laughs> well, yeah, let's That's find very out if it's It did sound quite miserable, though, so, you know, maybe. Maybe okay. it's developing sentience. It's a four, a three, and a two. Okay. So four is the highest. All right. It takes a little longer than you think it is going to. Um, you're you're both sort of staring at each other anxiously, waiting. You know, I'm sure the SMM will be. Barnaby's waiting for Edvard to pour another drink. Edvard's worrying about the mechanical man. It's all over. It's all over there. You can help yourself, Barnaby. Oh, but then I have to move. Yes. And I've already Barnaby, had while you're over at the, um, at the at the drinks cabinet, you do just out the looking out the um, the window. The, the the porthole you do see a sort of increasing number of those mysterious black shapes that are just sort of swarming past so I'll take another piece of clock another piece on the eels clock what was it a four four was the highest yeah okay after a little while though you do out of the gloom start to see uh, sort of swimming there's a lot of bubbles coming out of the, the sort of back legs because it's heavy um, but the SMM sort of slowly swimming up like that towards the diving bell and it has in its just just sort of whole managing to grip onto this large metal safe cool can we help, um, help them aboard you well it's kind of sort of swimming towards you okay let's say because of the thrashing and the bubbles it's going to be attacked by an eel <laughs> but what were its eel defences though uh, it had eel seeking crossbows it was covered in eel poison and it could also electrify itself to shock the eels. Okay. Um, which one would you rather the SMM deployed? Uh, if the eel is going to try and bite him, then, as I imagine it would, if it, it doesn't know that this is a mechanical man, it has the form of a normal man, they'll probably try and bite him. So it'll just chomp down on A, hard metal, and B, poison. So let's see how that goes. Yep, cool. You you can only see this kind of indistinctly. It's kind of like a, a large sort of... Yeah murky ribbon shape just ought suddenly is there it's like like that despite what he might tell you i have not programmed him to feel pain so. yeah sure <laughs> the ribbon attaches kind of thrashes and wiggles for a bit and then goes limp and just floats away see that uh, and quality towards... eel poison barnaby yeah you very impressive and you should pay for mm. quality and you did it crucially without using the one of the SMM's defences that would have caused the eel to bleed. Oh, uh, of course. So the SMM <laughs> c- comes up to the diving bell. 
had forgotten that, <laughs> despite yeah. my, my sworn oath to Billy Bell that I would never forget his words. Uh, yeah, the the SMM is now um, up, you know, there, like cool. that. Help Push me with this like... safe, Barnaby. Help me aboard. With All this. right, fine. Just this once. Let's make a roll for the getting the safe into the bell, just because it feels okay. like something that could potentially be difficult. Yeah, imbalance. let me just let me just finesse it aboard. Yeah, finesse it aboard. You'll have to like move yourselves around as well. I think to yeah. like make sure that you're. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a group action then, Barnaby. So okay. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finesse. It's a f- five and a three. Uh, I've got a five and a two. Nice. You kind of shift around and and hoist this this thing. The the bell does kind of start to sort of rock oh. and and sway a little bit but you do manage to get the safe up onto the bench with with the two of you and the smm kind of like on the opposite side of the bell um it's you know reasonably even weight wise mm-hmm. uh right. and so you're all right what was the highest result there was it a six again or a five a five five okay let's stick another piece on the <gasps> on, on eel o'clock the eels did not like that okay yeah, yeah. Well, now outside, you can you you can if you look out the portholes, you can mm-hmm. see sort okay, of ominous me... yellow eyes, kind of just. Should we begin the speaking ro- tube, Mister Mister uh, Billy Bell? Ah, Mister Bell, Edvard. Are you there? We bring us up. Activate the winch. Edvard, turning to the surface. Can't hear you as distinctly as I could earlier. <laughs> oh yes, I decided this might might sound cooler if I talk like <laughs> this, Billy. You're talking into your Mai Tai glass, Edvard. Have you completely lost your mind? Fine, I grab the uh, the ultra crisp. I want in. <laughs> oh, they're both at it now. The Dolby audio <laughs> speaking tube instead of the Atmos old-fashioned one. Yeah, bring us up. Activate the winch, Mister Bell. But oh, there'll be, right? Edvard. There'll be extra rum rations in it for you. Might I uh, go so far as to check? Oh no, you said I wasn't to ask. Yes, there are eels, but. Bring us up slowly. He overhears. That's why we need to be pulled up with a haste, Mr. Bell. Oh, I'll winch you immediately, sir. You know how he feels about eels, Barnaby. You can't panic the man. Yes, but I also feel bad about the bends, which he was also talking about. Oh, yeah. One of the few words I caught. Uh, a bit about your blood exploding. That is a three. Um, let's say that maybe he, he is winching you up. But, like, because you mentioned eels, Barnaby... Um, it's automatic. It's a lever he has to pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no... but he can control the speed, obviously, oh, at, which the, at which the thing comes up. And he maybe just pulls it up with slightly too high a jerking motion. Like that. And so you start to go up. But the bell just um, sways a little bit as you go and does... Water kind of comes up in and is now sort of up to your... My coat! Your torso. Your coat Bloody is ruined, Barnaby. Hell. Bloody hell. Also, as this bit of water is scooped in, what's come in with it? An eel. Oh no. Barnaby, strangle it. I grab the eel and try and strangle it. (laughs) Okay, go on then. You can't allow its blood to escape. Go. While he's strangling her, I'd like to punch it in the face. (laughs) Okay, that sounds like a group action then. Who's leading punches? I mean, I have one in skirmish. Is it a skirmish with an eel? Probably. I think this has to be skirmish. Yeah. I don't think there's a way to finesse this or sway. (laughs) Talk to the eel. 
I'm going to imagine it's the old sergeant okay. from Cadets. I have no dots in skirmish, so I roll two dice and I got a five and a four. I got a two. <laughs> what a great job it was a group action. Okay, yeah. Barnaby, you're having a real hard time keeping hold of this eel. It, it is yep. wriggling out and thrashing and, and biting at you. But um, Edvard, maybe just more out of like sheer... <laughs> panic than anything else you were actually sort of bludgeoning it <laughs> quite effectively it's big it's like um i fling a mai tai into its eyes <laughs> yeah it's kind of a like imagine a like imagine your thigh at its thickest point that's mm. kind of the sort of circumference of this eel and it's Dang. about five wow. feet long uh and sinewy and very very slimy but you do manage to uh bludgeon it unconscious Edward. nice i push it back out of the hole and out into the sea get out of here eel yeah, you you flop it unconscious <laughs> like that, and it sinks down. Uh, what was the someone's highest result? Was a two? Was yes, that was mine. Easy. Cool. Who led that group action? I believe it was me. Yeah. It was Barney boy. So yeah, you take mm. you take one stress, but but the eel is dispatched, and your um, <laughs> and you make it up to the surface. So that'd be a lesson uh, to the rest of you eels. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you have you have actually sent a, a lesson to the eels. You should have seen me down there, Billy. <laughs> the eel. It was the size Let's of my thigh. Let's say that the eel you punched, as it sort of flopped down, um, it must have just like taken just like a small nick or a cut or something. Because just as it floats, all of the eels that were hanging around your diving bell, sort of swarming around it, they just go in a big sort of hungry cloud down further into the river uh, and just start tearing apart that eel. Um, oh, that yikes. Punched out. Billy, you weren't kidding about those eels. Eels? Yeah, I punched one with my two hands. You should I have seen helped. It. I probably helped slightly. He helped. He was there. Be it true, you punched an eel. <laughs> I punched an eel out. Unconscious it was. I saw Came it. Came at me with eyes as black as the devil's. With these mortal hands. He takes your hands in his. <laughs> yes, Billy. That must be really uncomfortable, given that one of his hands is a hook. Yeah, that's true. Digging he into my skin. Yeah. cleanly through your palm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Edvard, I commend your bravery, sir. I don't need to tell you what happened to me the last time I laid hands yes, on Yes, well, before eel. you do that, can we get the ship moving? Oh, yes. Yeah, we need to get out of this shipping lane. So let me, let's get the get the engine going and then we'll get you your extra ration of rum, Mr. Mr. Bell. Ho-ho! I imagine it'll be tots of rum all around. Brilliant work. Smash cut two. We are back in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. uh, the um, safe is kind of sat in the middle of this room. Uh, Edvard, would you like to crack it yourself, or will you have the? No, SNM? I think that I think the the submersible mechanical man should learn. Should yeah. practice on uh, practice on the real one. Has already been taught. So under mm. uh, under your uh, sort of guidance and, and watch, uh, the SMM expertly cracks this this it doesn't really take expert cracking it's a top of the line astor safe but we we all know what that means baby lock for babies yeah exactly the door swings open like that inside uh kept bone dry well no i i mean it is an astor safe so slightly <laughs> damp but not ruined <laughs> uh, are a pile uh, piles and piles of of, of papers and, and documents and journals um and as you sort of spread them all out on the floor and, and, and go through them a few things jump out one is a schematic it shows a huge contraption the schematic itself is very old uh it's on old paper 
uh, and at the bottom in the corner is an Astor signature, but not Amadeus's signature. It's hmm. an old one. It must be an Astor from generations prior. Uh, and the schematic shows a, a circular machine, like a huge octagonal ring. Uh, looking at the scale, it must be seven stories high, something like that. A, a truly shocking piece of of engineering. I would be truly, sh- I would be truly shocked if I understood any of it. <laughs> yeah, to you it just looks like a big, um, like octagon sort of ring. You know, um, yeah. Edvard, you are going to want to spend uh, a, a great deal more time um, yes, studying these these schema. I've never seen anything like this. And figuring out exactly what they mean. Um, there is also beneath this schematic a fresher sheet, uh, a piece of paper. It is uh, a list. It is headed. In case of emergency, uh, it has a doodle on the top of a light bulb, which you recognise as being very similar to uh, the light bulb you saw on the ring that Astor was wearing. And on this list are um, about a dozen handwritten names, uh, and next to the names, um, positions, you know, ranks, titles. Some names you don't recognise, some you know by reputation. Some of these names are members of the city council. Kelly Anor of the Dimmer Sisters uh, is on there. Amadeus Astor's name is on there, and next to it in brackets it says me. Um, <laughs> sort of he has to remind himself of. Very stupid, exactly. man. Very stupid. <laughs> and as you both hungrily Simple. scan this invaluable document, both of your eyes leap to one name in particular. An Earl Montgomery Fortescue. Uncle Monty! Uncle Monty's on here! Wonderful. That old bastard. Love him. Your uncle is part of the Illuminati! So now we have a wonderful submersible mechanical man. An SMM. An SM. Yeah, you have to say that quite deliberately. An SMM. SMM. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing weird. Nothing weird. Nothing, nothing oh, you're thinking of it. the S and M. Yeah, the M M. Yes and M mechanical man. He's a completely he's a different, different guy. Yeah, he's totally different he's for different reasons. He has two. Yeah, has two modes he can switch between. Oh boy, what the S mode and the M mode? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's so much worse. <laughs> I was just lightly imagining it. Oh, uh, yeah. too far. So this this was cool. I like going. I am very like vivid. A mental picture of like descending into the gloomy river because it is just a river it's not the ocean but in my mind it's a sort of like pitiless black expanse down there and you've got like headlights scything a, a piercing beam through the through the darkness and then these eels sort of coiling up around you it's very a very cool very visual uh setting that luke came up with for this mm. um yeah really cool how deep do eels live? I don't know. Do you get, do you get deep sea eels? Probably. Probably. There's all sorts down there. You can't crush an eel. There's, you know. No, no, it would just slide out. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed um, Barnaby's complete indifference to everything throughout this. Just a mm. sort of like, this bar that he's in is descending <laughs> to the bottom of the river. And he's like, oh, that's a slight inconvenience, but... Uh, but it, um, yeah, he did manage to use his uh, silver tongue to get us out of trouble with the, um, I guess, like the customs ship or whatever it was, the police who come by checking for like oh. river crimes. Yeah. 
so that was cool and it was it was fun to see astor again like um I was really, like, really trying to harm or damage Astor in some way. Oh, it's fun to have a nemesis. Yeah, it's great. I love a nemesis. What you don't see see in the episode, if you're just listening, the bit where I say, "Do you want like the coat off my back?" and I take my jacket off. I don't know if you remember when we recorded this, Jamie. It was during that like outrageous heat wave we had here in the UK. Oh, and I'd sort of sat yeah. down to record the episode and I was under all the lights and I was like wearing this jacket, this like Yeah, this quite, was July 2022, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I was wearing this quite like heavy jacket and I was so hot and I'm like, I need to take my jacket off because we were, <laughs> uh, we were recording this as live. Yes. So I'm like, I need to take this jacket off, but I didn't have much room because I was in front of a green screen and also we were filming. So I was like, okay, I'll take my jacket off. But it was really hard because I couldn't really move my arms Properly. So that was my attempt to actually just like take my jacket off because I was hot, but like in, oh. I was trying to make it an in-universe event. Okay. Trying to make a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was hard. Okay. And it took ages. Okay. So just so you know. This is the stuff that you miss. This is the behind the scenes info. This is the IMDb trivia. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had like a visual representation in any of the like art in any of the show art for Blades in the Dark as to how Asta actually looks. How do you imagine... Um, looks. I think Luke gave him a description the first time yeah. he, he turns up. So he's sort of like older with like swept back hair and a mustache. He sounds like a sort of like older, more refined looking Edvard, to be honest, which I think, um, you know, led to some conspiracy theories about his true identity, oh. which is fun. But, oh, um, like, like a secret dad storyline. Yeah, maybe. Or like um, Edvard after he's invented time travel or something. I don't know. <gasps> Which would be, that oh, would wow. be interesting, wouldn't it? But no, I think he's just a sort of like well-to-do Victorian industrialist kind oh, of man. kind of vibe. I feel like now that we've said it, it it can't happen, which is a shame because the idea of your nemesis being your own self, being your time displaced, but a time yeah, traveler trying to put you on a different path in life is super good. That is good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Well, oh well. Then next next time, yeah. some other nemesis, Deadlands, some other time. Yeah, <laughs> Deadlands yeah. season two spoilers. Yeah, there we go. Ah, okay. Right. Would you like to hear some comments from the Spotify page for last week's episode? Yes, I would love that. All right. Lady Sanctuary says, I'm always here for D&D, or in this case, Blades in the Dark, but I am almost more on board for desk chair and soup dumpling chat. Thank you for the great times. You're welcome. Chair's still looking good, Jane, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I didn't actually send you the link, did I? I will do it. Yeah. As soon as we finish recording. <laughs> it's fine. Fine. Soup Every day so. Andy's spine is suffering because I haven't sent him the link for my desk chair. I'm making a note right now. <laughs> Send to Andy. Save Forging Andy's all spine. The good, all the good back feeling <laughs> for yourself. Yeah. Well, if everyone else's spines crumble into dust, then I'll be the last spine standing. And that will confer great power. You know what? I don't understand what it is. I I have terrible posture and I have a terrible desk chair. Uh, and yet my back is fine. I have zero back pain. So I don't know. Maybe if I get a good <laughs> chair, it'll like it'll mess me up. I feel like the hubris of saying, what did you just say? My said, spine is fine and has always been My spine is fine. great and I have zero back pain. It will always yeah. be fine. <laughs> In the face of time and our... Uh, Aging bodies. That is some. I guess. I guess it's just happening to everyone else except me because I feel great. (laughs) Wow. So you've never never had like a a kink in your back or 
Wow. All right. Well, I maybe... I don't get massages. I don't like them. They're weird. <laughs> maybe I should be getting your chair. What are you <laughs> sitting on? You're, and he's just sitting on a crate of oranges. It's a, yeah, it's a milk crate um, with some, like, some tote bags arranged like Fine. a cushion on it. Yeah. Okay, Susie... On the topic of, of hot spicy foods that we were talking about last week somehow, says Jane could do the jelly bean challenge that nearly killed Luke. And I am actually now very curious whether I could stomach the whether you incredibly could spicy the reaper, hot. The reaper bean. Yeah. The, the jelly bean made with the deadly hot The Carolina reaper, bean. reaper yeah. Yeah. I mean, it well, did, it maybe, did for Luke. Well, maybe maybe Luke's got some left because well, yeah, obviously no, he, he died. Luke died. Oh, or maybe he bequeathed me some spicy hot jelly beans. Yeah, everything he's been in since then is all archive content that we ba- we had banked before his yeah. bean his bean based death. Oh, here's his will. It says, "Avenge my death. Eat these jelly beans." Eat this Carolina bean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Nice. All right. Will do. Can do. Right. Thurman Wald says people die in their sleep all the time, and he says, "As I lay down for a nap." <laughs> you didn't think about that, Andy. You didn't think about people lying down for a nap during your podcast. I didn't. But, you know, it pays to um, be aware of the dangers. I'm a, of a, napping. I'm a PSA, yeah. Yeah, okay. Get your affairs in order before nev- every nap, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, so much work. And Jake W says, I like episodes where the gang roll badly and the plan doesn't work out. It's nice there are consequences. I do hope Cobb reappears with some better luck. Wow. Not so far, but there's always time. Yeah, things went pretty well, actually, in uh, in this one. But um, yeah. Yeah, there are other others when the engagement role, the, the, even from the from the get go, the engagement mm. role is like, well, you're effed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like things go wrong that much more often for us in Blades in the Dark, and that is only partly to do with Blades in the Dark, and partly to do with the way, you know, Luke operates. Yeah. I would say versus the way Johnny operates. But it was. Um, it was murder at Volusport Academy from the first season um, with Ellen and I, where we the engagement roll was three dice and they were mm. all sixes. Yeah, which we were like, that's supposed to be good, but it feels like a a six 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 engagement roll is like a cursed, a cursed roll. I remember that. I think we, I posted a I posted a screen grab of it because it yeah. was yeah, the roll of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that I think just about wraps things up for this episode of the Ox Venture D and D podcast mm-hmm. next week we'll be listening to andy tell us uh next week we will be listening to the wardens of bellwether crematorium featuring lilith and casimir so that's an ellen and johnny episode nice 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 little synopsis for us what happens so the synopsis for the episode is casimir and lilith infiltrate the spirit wardens crematorium where ghosts go to die oh yeah Damn, that's pretty, pretty intriguing isn't it yeah, that's bringing back some memories, actually, some some repressed memories of hideous things that happened. Pretty I think, bloody compelling, if you ask me. I think it gets quite intense, this one. Yeah. So I look forward to that. In the meantime, have yourselves a wonderful weekend, an even better week, and, you know, stay safe. Yeah. Take care when napping. Uh, yeah, yeah, just affairs in order every time. And, yeah. And from Andy's back care regime, any tips? Um, Just hunch a lot, I think. It's my advice. Try and wrench in different directions yeah, just, on a cold day. Just hard wrenching <laughs> movements is, is my, my advice. Yeah. Please don't do that. Yes, please don't do that and have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Look after yourselves. Bye. Bye. Psst, hey, folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. 
Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Can- Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. Those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd missed forever. It's back and waiting for you.